Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome. I'm Guy, and that's John, and he'll be here shortly, and this is our YouTube channel. The plan tonight after the Niners-Packer game was to uh, go about 30 minutes or 40 minutes after the game. John's got to record some three-and-out stuff, but uh, I can't wait. I'm not waiting. If you're going to break this streak, and the stat's all over the place, but they put it on Fox. They went with this, 0-30 when trailing by five points or more when entering the fourth quarter. I looked real quick for the the seven-point stat that I thought was worse than this one, uh, but I couldn't find it before I started this live stream. So um, whatever it is, if you're going to end it, do it in spectacular fashion, and that's what the 49ers just did. My buddy Ryan McGrady, research guru, has uh, sent me some stuff, which I tweeted out with no attribution to him. On Twitter, I took full credit, no HT hat tip, no thanks to McGrady's. Uh, you're probably watching this right now, so McGrady, thank you. You're the man. Uh, but a couple quick little nuggets to get in here. Uh, it's the third time the Niners have won a playoff game down five points or more in the fourth quarter. The uh, Super Bowl 23 against the Bengals, Joe Montana to John Taylor, and the famous Trey Junkin game, the 0-2 wildcard game against the Giants. Uh, so there's one nugget. And uh, with uh, with this victory, Brock Purdy and the Niners advanced to the NFC Championship game. Uh, Brock Purdy is going to become the third quarterback to start a conference championship game in each of his first two seasons since the 70s, Roethlisberger and Sanchez. All right, so there's just a couple uh, a couple of stats to get in. One of, I mean, where do you even begin? Uh, I wondered, and for two weeks, I said, I don't think they're going to be rusty. I don't know if they were, I don't know if that was rust. I, I don't think, I, saying that was rust tonight would probably uh, let them off the hook a little bit. That was not rust. That was That was not good football. And they found a way uh, in crunch time. And their defense, you know, I I shouldn't say that was not good football. That was defense. The first three possessions for the Packers, they went into the red zone and came out with six points. What a gutty, gutty, gutty performance. Um, Brock was not good. Kyle Shanahan, far from his best. Uh, I wondered for a couple of weeks, one thing I talked to, you know, whether it was here solo on YouTube or with John, We're talking to other people. Cam Inman and I talked about it in a video that a lot of you watched, and that was great, so thank you. Um, What level game, right, could the Niners play, A, B, C, D, and still win? What would it take? You didn't think it was going to take their A game to beat the Packers. I guess I was right about that. What level, what grade game did the 49ers just win with? Uh I'm going to tell you what I think it is right now. Gut instinct, hadn't thought about it. And then we're going to talk through the game, and then John's going to join us. And then I'll see if I still feel that 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 level of grade. Um, on offense, it felt, and I like to do this before I really dive into the numbers, it felt like, um, I'm going to say a C-minus game, D, D-plus game. Um, on defense, it felt, it probably was better at times then it felt at the end of the day, Jordan Love threw for 194. Um, the yards per carry numbers were pretty good. I mean, Green Bay ran the ball well. 
So the Niners, who was a classic bend but don't break, in the red zone, they had an A-plus defensive effort. Outside of the red zone, it felt like a C-plus. But Dre Greenlaw is an, ins- Dre Greenlaw is an insane <laughs> war daddy. Um, go down, dude. <laughs> go down. Uh, out of his mind. Out of his mind um, at the end of that game. Uh, super chat here. We always appreciate the super chat. Brad with a 20 spot. Get Thomas out of here. That was some Giants level torture. Yeesh. Uh, thank you for the contribution to the show, Brad, on the super chat. Um, I thought they were going to target Ambry Thomas on every throw the last drive of the game. The Green Bay Packers get the ball there with 107. I thought uh, they did a good job on TV of showing. And our, our boy John Dickinson was at the game, was texting me right when when the Niners, after the Niners scored, he said the uh, the rain has really started to come down, really started to come down. And on the first possession, they go Dobbs at Ambry Thomas, and you thought, all right, well, that's how you lose this game. So uh, that's not how it played out, but that's what it felt like in that moment. You know, this is a great call here from Big Boss. Big Boss. Hit that like button, people. Big Boss. Juwan Jennings needs to be MVP. Juwan Jennings felt like the MVP of the game. If you missed my conversation from the locker room with Juwan Jennings this week, he told me that his father named him Benny when he was born. That should be third and Benny. It should be Benny Jennings that went five for 61. The catch that that almost Benny Jennings had over the middle of the field on the drive that ended up uh, with a Niners punt was incredible. The drive before the drive they they went ahead on. But uh, his brother said, no, I don't like Benny. John Jennings, he told me, I've never been at, no one's ever asked me about my name before until till I walked in. Uh, his brother said, no, I don't like Benny. How about Juwan? And his mom said, okay. And they named him Juwan. Uh, Juwan Jennings. What an absolute stud i did not like giving him the ball on a handoff to start the second half debo was out debo shoulder pads gone debo just sitting there on his own and um unavailable and they had the whole second half or the whole halftime to plot a play and they came out with a gun run to juan jennings it felt like Maybe the worst play call of Kyle Shanahan's career. It was awful. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, you, you can't rattle Juwan. Juwan's catch at the beginning, on the third down and 10, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, uh, from their own 30-ish yard line, layered over, two guys in front, gets cracked, was uh, incredible. I mean, they so much of this game was about field position. There were so many things that happened. And that was one thing that happened where, um, you know, if Juwan Jennings doesn't make that play, just think about the butterfly effect of this game. The Niners don't score a touchdown on that drive, but on their second to last drive of the game. But Juwan gets that third down and it totally flips the field. Well, what ends up happening? The Packers get it and kick a 41-yard field goal. You know, if Juwan Jennings doesn't, um, if Juwan Jen- Jennings doesn't make that play, who knows where the Packers score on that drive? That that drive started at the ten yard line because the Niners punted down to the down to the ten yard line, and then the Packers break off a fifty three yard run. <clears throat> and I'm not, you know, I, I don't think you can say, well, if Jennings hadn't made that play, then that fifty three yard run would have been a touchdown. Like too many weird things happen. 
But I do think you can say definitively, if Juwan Jennings doesn't make that catch on third and 10, and even though the Niners don't score, he completely flips the field, then the Packers are not lining up for a 41-yard field goal, which they eventually miss. Uh, They're lining up maybe for a 15-yard field goal, or maybe they've scored a touchdown. So when you have a game with so few possessions, and I actually, let me go back and look, because early in this game, and thank you, Sean Klein, for the five spot on the Super Chat. Thank you. Early in this game, um, and this is, you know, I I'll, I love and I told you so as much as the next guy. That's not this. This is I'm just checking myself here. So look at this. I tweeted. Uh, I tweeted. No good sentence starts with I tweeted ever. If you start a sentence with I tweeted. Oh, did you see my tweet? The account of an asshole. <laughs> so. But if you recognize it, you're like half an asshole. Um, so. What I thought at the beginning of the game was because Green Bay, you know, ate up most of the a lot of the first quarter with that 15 play drive to start the game. Uh, And what I wrote on the Internet was there's going to be like six or seven possessions in this game per team. Kind of sarcastic, but there were nine. Each team got nine possessions. Niners got three possessions in the first half. The Packers got three possessions in the first half. I'm going to update this tweet. Each team got nine. Um, and then each team, what what tends to happen, just watching possessions this year with the Niners, you tend to get, I don't know if this is everybody. I, I, it makes sense that it would probably work this way, but you tend to get more possessions in the second half. In, at least in Niner games, there tends to be more possessions in the second half, which makes sense. Um, but uh, nine total possessions. Yeah, so three each in the first half, six each in the second half. Niners did not cover. So since I gave since I gave you a, and I told you so, I also got to give a. I said they would they would uh, they would cover. They did not. John, thank you for the uh, super chat. Um, we'll do it with when uh, Middlecoff is here. But yeah, while we're all here, over a thousand of you hanging out on the show, hit that like button. Thank you. That helps more people find it. Middlecoff will join us coming up. We are brought to you by Tito's handmade vodka. Tito's handmade vodka numero uno. If you are going to celebrate tonight or if you're miserable during the game, uh, if you're going to need a little a little help sleeping or not, Tito's Handmade Vodka. I love to mix it with a ginger beer. Reed's ginger beer is my go-to. The zero sugar Reed's ginger beer. The You know, you go to most like specialty grocers, that thing's going to be like uh, Reed's does not advertise. So I don't know. I'm doing a Reed's ad. Uh, but Reed's, that, that'll be like seven, eight, nine dollars at a specialty grocery. Go to Trader Joe's. It's going to be cheaper there. Get the Tito's, which is going to be the basically the same price everywhere. And uh, that's my go-to. That's my favorite. Um, a little lemon and water is Tito. The man who invented Tito's vodka, his name is Tito Beverage. His last name is Beverage. And Tito Beverage's favorite beverage is a Tito's and water with a little lemon. So, you know, a uh, an Arnold Palmer, make it a John Daly. So the iced tea, the lemonade. Tito's make it a John Daly. That's a go-to. Uh, but uh, whatever you do, do it responsibly. Of course, take it to somebody's house, host at your house, belly up to the bar. Tito's handmade vodka crafted to be savored responsibly. Uh, James Hennessy. James is sponsored. Uh, Brock and Jordan Love game, similar games. Brock Purdy misses were off by a lot. They really were. It was, it was not a great game for him. 
Um, we'll talk about that last drive in a second because if you're going to lead a game-winning drive, you know, similar to what he did in Cleveland when Moody missed the field goal, and it's very similar circumstances, really, very similar game. Um, uh, in terms of just like the way it set up, and you know, Brock was under fifty percent that day in Cleveland. That was different today, twenty three of thirty nine. That's not good. I mean, that's going to be one of his lower percentages, fifty eight point nine. I'm going to guess that's like his third or fourth lowest of the season without looking. Um, <clears throat> but uh, that game, he was under fifty percent, and eventually made some throws. Nothing spectacular, but some strong plays at the end. And uh, the Niners, yeah, I thought for a second, should Christian go down? But you don't, when you're trailing, you you just got to take the money. You got to take the touchdown. McCaffrey did it. Uh, LaFleur took some chances, you know, getting the ball with a minute and change, minute and seven, with, but he had his three timeouts. Um, but, it, you know, maybe that strategy backfired on him a little bit, not taking the timeout earlier. Um, but yeah, Brock was not, Brock was bad in this game, mostly. They dropped multiple interceptions. Green Bay dropped two picks, you know, and uh, uh, none of that matters because they won the game. You know, we go back and we've I've said it before, and this is not a fair comp, but the catch game, Montana had three picks. Three picks today might have doomed them. Uh, Two picks today might have doomed them. The one early in the game. You know, really two of them could have been pick sixes. And then there were some balls that were not almost intercepted, but were just airmailed, um, hung in the air, uh, way off target. The shot of him that Fox had of him dropping back, taking the ball, wiping his hand, that was stunning. You just kind of felt like he is off. When he when he came out with the glove, immediately you thought, he might be off today. Uh, he's not comfortable at minimum like that. That was fair to believe, right? He, he is not comfortable when he comes out with the glove. He just, he wasn't comfortable. And then he took the glove off and he still looked uncomfortable. So, um, uh, survival, absolute survival, which is what you have to do sometimes in the playoffs. Uh, it is about surviving, not about dominating. Uh, you know, you hoped watching them that it like, Okay, maybe this will play out like the Ravens game where it's a game for two and a half quarters. And then, you, nope, nope. So, uh, Robbie, any concern that about that run defense going forward? Was Hargrave a no-show? They were getting gashed routinely. It was uncomfortable to watch. Yes, concern about the run game for sure. Now, Green Bay has been running the ball better lately. So, uh, you know, I think coming into it, you understood, like, this is a strength of theirs right now. Their running back's healthy. Their offensive line is healthy. Um, but you know what this defense does in the red zone is just incredible. I mean, really impressive. So, uh, but to answer the question, yeah, you were about the run game. I, I was watching Lamar Jackson today <laughs> back when you were just, I was just chilling this afternoon, just setting up for the Super Bowl, thinking, oh, Lamar's yeah, Lamar's a problem. Lamar's going to be a problem. They're going to be a problem with Dalvin cook. You know, they didn't, Ravens did not have Dalvin Cook. Don't worry, I'm not jumping ahead to the Super Bowl. Not after what we just witnessed. Um, 49, uh, the Ravens did not have Dalvin Cook the first time around. So, uh, you know, they look better with the run game. But yeah, yeah, that was, it was, I mean, Jones was 18 over 108, six yards of carry. Take Let's take away the 53-yarder. 108, uh, 
becomes educational system 55 17 oh wait a second is that right this doesn't feel right if you take away the 53 yard run by Aaron Jones then he was 3.2 yards a carry I'm going to double check that just because that sounds crazy yeah 17 divided by 55 yeah three point oops 55 divided by 17 3.23 yards a carry didn't feel that good, did it? Good and short yardage. That fourth down stop early in the game on the second possession of the game. I mean, this this defense, those first three drives saved the game. They saved the game with, you know, pre- the pressure that that Steve Wilkes ran it at um, the, the kind of the false pressure that Steve Wilkes ran at Love on the third down in ten before the missed field goal was also a clutch call. Like, oh, I mean. Give Steve Wilkes his flowers for that call. That was a clutch-ass call, a CAC, a CAC. Uh, third down and 10. This is the drive that Green Bay had the big run. They get into, you know, second down and 10, third down and 10. And he brings the linebackers up, and Olsen says, here they come. Are they going to come up the gaps? And uh, they do step and then bail, and that pressure created uh, a tension by that Packers offensive line in the middle of the, of the uh, line of scrimmage. And then if you go back and look at it, dudes were just coming unblocked at love and he just had to get rid of it. So um, that was a, that was clutch, but the, the fourth down Niners, they were far from perfect. They made a bunch of mistakes. They got some breaks in this game. I mean, you have to, if you're going to play that poorly, they got some breaks and one of their breaks really early was the fourth down and one play where they like Packers rush up to the line of scrimmage and Niners had like three guys lined up in the neutral zone. Uh, it's one of those where, you know, third and short, fourth and short sneak situations, you know, tush push situations. Eh, let's be a little loose and fast with, let's let the defense line up where they want to line up. Um, but that was, that was a big spot, you know, and, and this was a game that had, they lost it and they didn't had, they lost it. Uh, you're the, well, what would we be talking about right now? I guess we don't have to do that, but end of the first half management, Jake Moody getting a kick blocked where it looked like it was his fault that it was blocked. That ball was coming out low into the left. Mm. Um, don't forget. Uh, that ball was coming up low into the left. And so that, I mean, that and Brock and uh, this was setting up to be a Brock and Shanahan failure game. That's how it was setting up because the defense held up their end of the bargain. They really did. And uh, the, it was setting up to be a, can, are we sure? Is Amy Trask right about Brock Purdy? That and more coming up. No, I mean that's that's what that's what the night was turning into. Can Kyle get it done? That's what the night was turning into, and um, that's not what it turned into. So the Brock Purdy last last drive. Let's let's talk about that. And again, o- over almost thirteen of you here right now. Thank you. Hit that like button. That helps more people find it. Go down. Who is yelling? Go down. Who is yelling? Go down over and even Greg Olson. And then somebody stands up in front of the camera. Dre Greenlaw disappears behind that person. And you're like, (laughs) I swear to God, if when this person sits down, the ball is on the ground, I'm going to lose my shit. Uh, but he eventually went down. I, I don't, it is such a great example. When you talk to guys who play the sport 
or whatever of just how you must black out sometimes when you play the game at when you're one of those guys who plays the game, especially when you're one of those guys who plays the game on the edge to not go down when you have iced the game for only God knows what reason, because I got some prime time in me is one of the craziest that that is one of the craziest game seal when you think about it that's one of the most terrifying game ceiling plays because the game ends you get the pick you go down and everyone celebrates you don't extend the horror oh my god what were we talking about Brock Purdy's last drive okay so let's let's talk about Brock Purdy's last drive Niners get the ball and this this was a 5 minute drive to end the game and to put you know Jordan Love did Jordan Love have to throw that ball at the end? No. But you got to believe that the clock situation is part of why he threw that ball because he's feeling the pressure. It's it's um uh it's first down. I mean, Musgrave had just got the third and two, but you're under a minute and it, it was unnecessary. It was not necessary. Um, but you know, the pressure of that moment, not that he felt not that he cracked necessarily, but I think the pressure of the moment is why he tried to do something kind of crazy. And you know what? If you said 50-50 ball in the driving rain, is Dre Greenlaw going to come make that catch? Let's give Dre Greenlaw his credit here on the hands with the arm brace. Eh, you know, 50-50 shot, he drops that ball, right? If that ball's in the air, Jordan Love's probably thinking, oh, no, but eh, he's not going to catch that ball, is he? He caught the ball. Uh, Greenlaw always bets the over. <laughs> so, um, all right, so here we go. Six minutes and 18 seconds left in the game. Niners are trailing. Uh, they've just missed a field goal, so Green Bay has. So the Niners get the ball to the 31-yard line. Dump down to McCaffrey. Uh, well, they get the Purdy, Purdy, you know, a couple runs, and then Purdy gets the sneak third and one. All right, so now we're moving a little bit, right? Dump it down to McCaffrey, five yards. Always feels great on first down. A McCaffrey just doot-doot on first down. Always feels great. Second and five. Kittle, drop. Oh, no. That's one of those things where if you lose the game, you look at it and go, when does that ever happen? Kittle, not dropped and hit, dropped like on his hip, just kind of looking to run. He was looking to yak. He was looking to create after the – he was looking to create yards. Drops the ball. It's like, all right. Third and five. Brandon Ayuk today made two incredible catches. What did Brandon finish with? Two? Did he finish with two or three? Finished with three. Brandon Ayuk today, in crunch time, made two badass catches. The catch that he made with the ball down at his feet to pick up a first down was a great catch. The catch on this drive, though, the diving catch where the ball pops out, he immediately says first down. They check it. I mean, they don't check it, but they show the replay a couple of times. Like, yeah, god damn, he caught that ball. Holy smokes, what a catch. So all right, third and five, you pick up that first down. They had some big – it felt like they were – I haven't checked this stat, so let's look at it together. Sometimes you like to check – does it feel like it was – they felt excellent on third down. They were 10 to 16 on third down today. I, I And I don't have their average yards to go, um, but it felt like it was a lot of third and six, third and eight, third and seven. I would guess that's their best third down conversion rate of the year. I mean, we'll have time to look into that, but that'd be my guess. That's got to be their best third down conversion rate of the year. So uh, they get the third down. Debo's out of this game. Chris freaking Conley 
who I talked to Chris Conley on Wednesday in the Niners locker room. And the reason I went and talked to Chris Conley was because Chris Conley was born on an Air Force base called Injerlik Air Force Base in Ankara, Turkey. It's in southern Turkey. Okay, so it's it's like straight. If you're looking at a map, it's like straight south of Istanbul, the former Constantinople. And he was born in like 92 or 93. Uh, me and Chris, I was at that Air Force Base. My dad was. I mean, I was there, young, me, little me, little Chris Conley. We were there at the same time, and I went and talked to Chris Conley about it. And both our families came back from Turkey with a lot of Turkish rugs and leather from Pops Leather. It's the leather spot. So when I went and talked to Chris Conley today in the locker room, I just wanted, or Wednesday in the locker room, I just want to talk to Chris Conley about Injerlik, Turkey, Injerlik Air Force Base in Ankara, Turkey. I did not think to ask him, hey, Chris, any chance you make a clutch catch this week? He was good. On, he had a good special teams like uh, punt cover too. So Chris Conley, hashtag stay ready. Do people say hashtag anything anymore? No. And um, twenty six uh, to the twenty six yard line. What a catch! Great throw. Credit to him and Brock. I mean, how many times those guys have had like? Have they connected on a ball this year? I mean, Darnold threw a ball to Chris Conley week eighteen. Has has Chris Conley caught a ball from Brock Purdy in a game this year? Let's check this. Uh, Chris Conley game log. I mean, for those guys in that spot to be on the same page, that happens if you practice. Like if you really know how to practice and you practice effectively. Because they're just fundamentally, you're not going to get – you'll get some, some – um, uh, you'll get some connections in drills. In drills, Chris Conley will throw to – a Brock Purdy will throw to Chris Conley because rotate receivers are rotating, quarterbacks are rotating. But once you get into practice, like eleven on eleven practice, I can't imagine Brock Purdy has thrown that many balls to Chris Conley. They they had not connected at all this year. Chris Conley was like not active for half of the games. He didn't have a catch the first sixteen games of the year. His only catches came week seventeen with um with Sam Darnold. So. They did not connect on a ball all year long. And I can't imagine the Niners, those two guys, connected much in practice. So for them to be on the same page, to me what it says is that when they are when they are doing their drills on air, just receivers running routes, quarterbacks throwing the ball, that those two dudes took it seriously. And that Brock Purdy does what he does, and that Chris Conley takes seriously what the receivers are supposed to take seriously. Where are you supposed to be on this play? So give Chris Conley his credit on that and give Brock Purdy his credit on that. None of this, well, these guys haven't played much together. In a massive spot, they connected for a huge play. That is awesome. Like, that is why that right there is why practice matters. So then Kittle gets the eight-yarder. George, by the way, George's ball security off the charts. Just... Ball security off the charts. Um, eight yards. McCaffrey on second down, second and two. Gets the run, two-minute warning. Uh, play to McCaffrey out of bounds. The Purdy scramble. And then the McCaffrey touchdown. So what did Brock do on that last drive, on the game-winning drive? He got him from the 31-yard line to the end zone, 69 yards. Uh, they did it in five minutes. He made a clutch third down throw to IU who made a clutch catch. 
He made the throw to Conley. He was on target twice to Kittle. So he threw the ball uh, five times because he had a just like, I think it was a swing pass, whatever it was. It was a run play. Um, and he, he made good throws. He made good throws. His scramble, you know, Greg Olson said, I think he stepped out of there too soon. But and when you look at it, you understand it. But what, what I think what happened was he stepped up into the press. Once he stepped up, and then he had to get out of there and go back and watch that play again. Trent Williams almost tripped him. He almost tripped over Trent Williams' foot. So um, uh, that was a that was a scary moment. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast. Or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised, crate free, and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. Butcherbox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, the, the, the moment is here, and uh, John has joined us with a Coors Light, keeping it light. What's up, everybody? Hi. Welcome. I'm Guy. That's John. Cheers to Tito's. Oh, John. Happy Tito. So, John. I didn't have time. I needed, I needed to get a drink, and I didn't have time to make a cocktail. Let me get this thing off the screen here. All right. So, normally, when we do a show, we talk at least for 90 seconds before the thing begins. The Niners win. Did the Niners uh, win that game? Niners won that game, John. Here's a question for you. Let me get your immediate reaction on this because we were texting throughout the game. But is that the craziest Niners win? Grade, of my what life? grade game did they just win with? I mean, I. What would you say? 90, 90 plus percent of the game, you thought they were going to lose, right? Uh, when, when did you feel like they're going to win this game? Because for the majority of at it, no I point. Did not. So if you, if you if the majority of the game, let's just say 95% of the game, you thought this team is going to lose, that's not a good game, right? So if I'm not just basing up the grade scale, you right. would go. And then you factor in how, guy, they ran a play that clearly they had drawn up for Debo Samuel, who's in a fucking slang sweatshirt on the sideline for Jawan Jennings. We'll get into Purdy and Kyle, but... That play, Kyle, is like what? Is that the you text? Is that the worst play he's ever called? That or the the one with um, Trent Williams, where he, he motioned Trent Williams. It but worked. That had once. worked before. I know. That play was better. The Trent worked. That You're play was well. This well. play, yeah. This play is that's that one of the best failed. players in NFL history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? That play just <laughs> failed. This play, it's funny. You had, no, somebody else asked me like, do you feel Kyle put Ray Ray there? Or just how about not run the play? How about that? Or how about, I don't know, put Christian there. Yeah, or play put Christian there. But I just mean, like, Debo's a running back. Well, the other guys aren't, so let's do something else. Put put Elijah first, Mitchell there. First, I don't know, put anyone first there. First play of the half. Johnny had the whole halftime to come up with that one. Are you a believer you either trust the quarterback or you don't, or is it a game-by-game situation if he's not Peyton Manning or Tom Brady? Because you can't you can't unequivocally trust this guy and be like, he's my guy, and then he has a bad half, and I get it's a playoff game, and then pucker up and treat him like he's Jimmy Garoppolo 2.0. Because that end of the half is like, people are tweeting at me, well, they're going too high. You you don't have to throw bombs. You can, I don't know, throw out routes and gain another 15 yards and kick a 30-yard field goal. And What was that attempt, 48 yards? Uh, 47, I think, yeah. Who was worse tonight, Kyle or Purdy? Now, Purdy's- I mean, it was, it was, hold on, hold on. Two things. What was your grade then? What grade did they just win with? C minus at best. Yeah. I mean, you got to give them a C minus because they won, but it feels like a D. Uh, you're asking me a lot of questions. So let me answer them part by part. Well, there's okay, a lot. It feels grade. like there's a lot going on. There, there is. Bulls are flying. Uh, this other question you asked was um, who was worse? They were, it, this game was setting up to be on both their heads. Like Kyle, this is a Kyle and Brock with two of their worst games at their worst times. I had a list going of all of Shanahan's like, but, but Kyle, because he makes so much money. He's under, 
Purdy, I think Purdy's offseason. Like, do they sign Kirk Cousins? Uh, well, my, my, what I was thinking was, is Darnold coming back with like a chance to compete? So, did you see what Schlereth said? What did no? What did Schlereth say? I guess he said this on the broadcast, the Rams game. I don't remember. No, he said this on his podcast. That when he was doing the Rams game, that Kyle and Darnold told him that Kyle said, "There's no way you can beat out Purdy in practice, but you might be able to do it in preseason games." I and did that not he hear de- that. And he turned down that Darnold turned down way more money to do like the Baker Mayfield, like, hey, come here, compete for it's legitimately a 50-50 shot. Come here, try to be the starting quarterback. Five, ten million dollars. I don't know the exact number, but he was told this by Kyle too. And he's like, I want to go to Kyle Rehab, and I believe I can beat everyone out. Mm. Not even talking about Trey, he was talking about Purdy. Yeah. I did not no, I did not hear that. And then so Kyle I- validated with like, I love the guy. I think he's a stud. Super chat here. Pretty look like Garoppolo today. There were some Garoppolo esque moments. Okay, so let me answer your other question. I mean, as equally as bad, if not worse. Uh, you asked him if I'm a believer that you either always trust the quarterback, or 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 if you only sometimes trust the quarterback, it means you don't trust the quarterback, right? Fully. Yeah. yeah. And I think one thing is clear: in the rain, it's different with Brock. I think we have to say we just have to acknowledge that right now. It's different. Is that a problem? Is that a problem? When he came out with a glove on John, it was just like he's that's a signal that he's just not comfortable, right? How did he play in a cold weather place? Well, like, I don't know. They didn't, they never played in the rain. They only played like three rain games at Iowa State in four years. So, how about the glove comes off in the second? Well, drive? then the glove immediately comes off. So, he was not just clearly not comfortable. So, you know, I think it's somewhat situational, just like analytics are situational for coaches, right? Based on how the other team is playing, how your defense is playing. But it was clear tonight he didn't he didn't trust him. Uh, he didn't trust him at the end of that first half at all. Like they Would you agree the he, he he could not function in the AFC in the weather we're seeing. It does not. Yeah, that's based on what we've seen at this point. No, I thought the issue at the end of the first half. It it wasn't just the it was they they used a timeout. He wants to run the clock down. Fine. But he used a timeout, just he let the play clock go to zero, used a timeout, like 32 seconds. I mean, at least run a play there, and on, it was third and two. And then you have another timeout. You can move the ball. And then and, and the other thing, it was it was not enough faith in Brock and too much faith in Moody. Guy had three timeouts, like a buck ten left. I saw Ted Nguyen tweet, like, how do you have three timeouts with a buck ten? You, you make like an extra yard, and then it's 29 seconds, and you got one timeout, and you move like two yards. Like, what? How is this? It was hard. There's a lot going on in football games. It's crazy no matter what. You're like, what is fucking happening right now? How are we just acknowledging we're cool with kicking a 50-yard field goal like we got Justin Tucker? At least throw some out routes. Because they, they did on one play, and they hit him. Just just throw a – Didn't get out of bounds. You could, the slants were a little risky. but uh, The, slant, the, the slants were their bread and butter, and today they were not their he bread and throw. butter. He couldn't. They were at midfield with a minute six left. Yeah, I, I would I would say this. I, I'm not trying to overreact to a win. It, if you can't function in 59 degrees and rain, I have a hard time ever giving you hundreds of millions of dollars. It's just that I'm not. We're we've got a long way to go to leave in that spot. That's pretty glaring, guy. Like that. That's a that that's a pretty big problem. I mean, today Kyle was awful. But, like, you call plays that I think you shouldn't call. Now, I'm biased. I had Christian McCaffrey to go for over 100 yards. But also, like, why don't you run the ball against a defense that's not very good running the ball? Like, when do you 
when do you ever start these games like going four and five wide? It, are you Cliff Kingsbury and Lincoln Riley? What the fuck was he doing? But regardless, once the quarterback is looking like a quarterback that we see throughout the season, isn't it like, well, I don't know. We have one of the most talented running backs of all time. Our quarterback can barely grip. Even Greg Olson's like, God, it looks weird coming out. What is going on? And he keeps trying to throw the ball. It was it was a b- bizarre mesh of the two. I don't blame Brock. If he can't throw, he can't throw, right? It, it is what it is. I, we just have to acknowledge he can't throw when it's wet. Isn't it on the coach then to like, let's manipulate some of this? He wasn't even throwing. And I get Debo's has a broken shoulder or whatever, which is another problem. He, he was throwing like high percent or low percentage passes, like big dropbacks. It was a bizarre game from Kyle. They kept yeah, putting his like quarterback in worse and worse situations who was struggling. Yeah. He, and, and was clearly, I don't know if rattles the word, but admit was uncomfortable. Felt rattled. Right. Yeah. There, um, how many how many people were sitting on their couch tonight, eating a burrito, beers with their boys, whoever, all across the nation. Chicken going, bowl. This quarterback's over his head. Yeah. Amy Trask. Was taking a victory lap. Who's an all-time fraud and like couldn't fucking generate a penny in the Bay Area? I can't. I can't believe that the, the <laughs> complete that loser. But like she kind of, I felt like she was gaining some steam. Like I was like, I can't believe she's gonna be right on this one. <laughs> um, uh, Mark Davis uh, and Bedane couldn't have run her out of the building any quicker. Uh, Think about that—a guy that overpaid the Oakland municipality, overpaid by millions. It wasn't like you know they gave him an extra hundred grand. Like wasn't it like twenty, thirty million? It was a lot of money. Yeah. Ran her out of the building with a quickness. She's, John, she's just got a, I, giving her takes. Give me a break. Uh, well, you know what they felt like today? They felt like a dome team today. They felt like well, a, it, the, the Niners felt like a his dome. His comp is Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees isn't exactly outdoors ass kicker. Yeah, that's true. That's now, true. the difference is Drew Brees played in a dome. So when he got home games, he was. Not supposed to rain end of next week in Santa Clara and, and the Super Bowl. Should you get that far, <laughs> is in Allegiant Stadium, the home of the Raiders, John. Uh, let me get to a couple more Super Chats here. Han says, uh, 5.50 a.m. in Germany. That was the game that kept me and my neighbors awake. So thanks, Kyle and Purdy, I guess. Holy shit, hell of a game. You think Debo when, broke his shoulder? I, well, so for those of you listening to the pod or watching this later, it's 9.09 p.m. Pacific right now. Kyle has talked. Let's see if he said anything about it. Felt like, you know. That'd be a problem. It, it didn't. It was very similar to what happened with Cleveland. I don't know if the injury was, but just kind of like injury. Innocuous tackle, fine. rolled over on. Doesn't make an expression concussion. at all. I know. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll look at it. Didn't it feel yeah. like their game plan, did it revolve around 19 more than 23? It might have. Yeah, because they looked like they weren't ready to not play without Debo. And I had some people texting me like, is Christian hurt? Is that why they refused to go to him? And I'd be like, I'd understand that using him as a decoy. If when they gave it to him a couple times, he didn't make huge plays and they were running routes for him and they were throwing the ball at him. So to me, being a decoy and clearly he's out there looking relatively healthy, he broke a couple tackles. Do you agree he was more, even if he is not 100%, he's, he's not a decoy because once he had that big run in the first half, even the run in the second half, he broke the tackle to score. He Look, was running He looked 100%. Do you agree that they didn't even use him remotely close to enough? Uh, let's see. He had 17 carries and 12. He did have 12 targets. Seven catches. 
So 24 touches, but 12 targets. That's a lot. How of, many, how many of those were 18 feet over his head? At least three of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I texted our boy Dickinson, who's boots on the ground to see uh, any, uh, any how, how many how many balls tonight flew at a at a level in which Yao Ming jumping couldn't have touched the ball? It, yeah, it's it, funny like, right now. You you and I'm the same way. Like you spent three quarters and like almost a fourth quarter expecting them to lose, and they won the game. <laughs> right, but 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 this is the type, and I think everyone watching, anyone going to listen, anyone that watched that game comes out of this of. They've won enough games where they beat the shit out of people. The Ravens, for example, awful first half. Even Lamar admits I had to, we were cussing at each other at halftime. I got old takes exposed. It's like they were getting embarrassed by D'Amico in the first half. Like that happened. Then the second half happened, and they kicked ass. 24 in answer. They overwhelmed him. And you're like, listen, bye. Weird first half. D'Amico's a stud. Kept it close. And then the cream rised, right? It's like they separated it. You leave the game going like, I bet the Ravens look like they did in the second half next week. You leave this Niner game, you go, am I am I supposed to feel good about next week? You go, is D, is Debo okay? What, what the fuck was that? I, and I think everyone – I'm on 80 million text chains with Niner fans. I don't see many happy people. Not happy – obviously happy you lose. It sucks if you're a Packer fan. You're like, wait, we lost? But I, I do think that was a pretty cl- – that was an eye-opening experience. That that was a heart-pounding experience. Yeah, but what I would say to you is like that. What that is not normally what this football team looks like, right? Would you agree with that? That's just not normally what they look like. Guy, but not like Green Bay, it's not like Green Bay's got something that other people don't have. But their quarterback couldn't function. No, I understand, but that's not normally how he looks. So, like, I think it's more likely than not that that they look better next week. But this, this is, is also the look, thing John. of like they don't look. The game way. gets t- the game gets tighter. He looked a little tight, and I get it's wet, but it's like this ain't fucking November. And yeah, I, I'm well, not. No some, I'm not some hater of the kid. There's but gonna, no, there's no doubt. What there's the be a fuck was that? There's no question. There's going to be a bunch of questions about them next week. But they don't. They looked way worse than they normally look in this game, and it almost cost them their season. Except it didn't. Okay, let's flip to the other side. I would say one thing that's glaring. Beside, I don't. I don't know. It was Josh Norman out there covering people? Well, there's a reason clearly right now. Their run, their run defense Jason has Verrett. been pretty bad. There's a reason they try to get Jason Verrett back on this team. I agree, but we can talk about all we want. Like, I don't know about you. I think Jordan Love, if I'm a Packer fan, I'm once I take a couple days, I'm pretty bullish on the long term. You, know, you know about me. I was first to Jordan Love on the show, man. The run defense, I don't have the stats in front of me, feel like it's been pretty shitty for a while, right? Uh, the 49ers don't exactly feel like the 85 Bears against the run right now, correct? Yeah, and it was actually sneaky better than it felt. Aaron Jones was six yards a carry. If you take out the 53-yarder, I know you can't. But you can't, can't guy. Well, but no, I understand, but but he was three yards a carry. If, if you told me take out the 53-yarder, I thought he was still going to be five yards a carry. He wasn't. He was three. But he led – here's the thing, and I understand it's about creating, you know – getting off the field to all field goals and not touchdowns. But like it's a fine line, right? It easily could be a touchdown. It easily could be a mm-hmm. field goal. Mm-hmm. He was running right down their throat on multiple drives that could easily next week be a be Montgomery and Gibbs. I mean, who is are equally as good as him. I mean, he's a stud. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Jones. But like the combination of Montgomery and Gibbs 
I'm going to assume Detroit wins, is fucking fantastic. And their offensive line, like the Packers, is really good. It's a problem. Like they, You just don't feel like no, – yeah, when the 49ers were running it sometimes, it felt like the gaps were bigger when the Packers ran it than when the 49ers ran it. Like it was harder for McCaffrey to get daylight than it was for them. I hear you. Like I understand. Like, no, no, I, you, I, I agree with you. It's, if but you even if that run wasn't concerned. fifty-three, it, it was a legit like twenty-yard run, no doubt about it. Right? Like it was gas. Oh yeah. Look, if your question is, are you concerned about the run game, run defense? My answer is yes. I just before you came on, we went. I was stunned when I took that thing out, and I thought it was going to be five yards to carry, and it was three point two. I, I so guess you. Part of the reaction on this is, I think we came into this game thinking like. Kevin Durant Warriors, like this team's winning the Super Bowl. That's what I think, right? So the reaction, yep. obviously it's negative because you barely won, but it's also like, it can it can what we just witnessed, if this is something weird, are they going to win two more games? Like, right. is the quarterback, if things get weird, why does the coach get weird? Their defensive coordinator, let's face it, you clearly don't have as much confidence in him as you did D'Amico. Ambry's spinning. They're Chase Young as a – as an executive on a playoff team, text me tonight. Like, I think he stinks. I didn't say that. He said that. And I watch him. I go, yeah, I don't really see. Like, he's definitely not a number two overall pick guy getting a lot of money. Like, are these 49ers resigning that guy? You remember so, when we thought he might get Ayuk's money? Eh. <laughs> but the point is that they, they are depending on him, right? Yeah. yeah Farrell's he, on it. Farrell's done for the year. And Chase Young is just, you trade a third round pick for him. He starts, he's big and physical, he's stiff and not explosive. So it's like you just run to his side because unlike Bosa, he can't make any plays. The linebackers felt like they were getting gobbled up a little bit. It was just, there's a lot going on tonight. <laughs> In not a good way. Now the final drive, you you could argue, I I didn't, and you didn't watch that fucking final drive when he goes, points at John Candy and he leads him right down the field. But I actually, I watched, all, it like, I watched it like two months ago. But isn't that all that matters? Like he made two great passes on that play. You know, Conley and obviously Ayuk's catch, which was remarkable. Yeah. And his run was big. His run was big. This is so not a seven-game series. Because if this was a seven-game series, you'd be like, God, the Packers got to feel good about it, right? But it's one game. They're done. Right. And normally it's the favored team that's happy with it. Like, yeah, it's a seven-game. We can handle a seven-game series, right? And the Niners are thrilled it's not a seven-game series. You could argue I got more faith in Purdy's, like, mental stamina to kind of, like, handle it. I... I thought Kyle was really bizarre tonight with his play calling. Like, what? Wh- why was he so consumed with passing early in the game in a rainstorm with a quarterback that's wearing two gloves? Who, this guy's not Peyton Manning. What the fuck are you doing? You have Christian McCaffrey. You traded to half the draft. The guy led the league in rushing. He's like him and Tyreek are two best offensive players in the NFL. He's a dominant player. I don't get it. I that that was baffling to me, and I'm pro spreading it out sometimes. How about the to fourth and ten? The game like that was how about weird. the fourth? Yeah, no, sorry to interrupt you. Um, I was just going to add to it. I was looking at my list of of weird. I texted a our buddy uh, Ryan McGrady. I said, Ryan, how many times have the Niners thrown more than they've run in the first half this year? Thirteen was because they did it tonight. And I'm like, oh, that's a bad sign. Thirteen times they've done it, but they've done what? Say it again. Run, uh, sorry, thrown more than they run in the first half. They've done 13 it times this year. They threw the ball more than they ran the ball in the first half of games. So they do it a lot. So they do it a lot, which I didn't expect. Um, how about what do you here? I have a question for you about Kyle. What do you think he was going to do 
fourth fourth and 10 down 21 to 17 uh they're at like the 40 on the ball to Ray Ray McLeod where like it like what you know it was a bad Ray Ray wasn't catching that ball you remember the play I'm talking about where they ended up punting uh yeah they ended up punting down to the 10 and then they get the ball and have the big run yeah what like because as, as that's unfolding I'm thinking well this is four down territory you're down by four fourth down and 10 pick, go pick up six yards go get five yards you get five yards now you've got fourth and five or you can kick like a 52 53 yard no you, can, you can't do that you can't do that you can't kick I don't a think I don't think you can get a field goal in that spot when a field goal you're still losing so do you think he would have gone for it on fourth and five or was he gonna play the field position because Kyle loves to play the field position game and when he didn't because Greg so Olson wait, goes. They, then they end up stopping on that drive, and then they got the ball back with like 620. They end up missing the field scored. goal. Green Bay misses oh, the field oh, goal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they get the ball back with 620, and they drive the field and score a touchdown right. in, with like a minute left. So a minute 20. It made me think that he was not in four-down territory in his mind. Like he was not going to pick up six yards and then go for it on fourth and four. He was going to play the field position game unless he picked up the first down. How ironic is it that both these teams clearly don't have that much faith in their kicker? Did they say on well, the broadcast that Matt they asked LaFleur what he does after every kick? He says he prays. Did Before he say that? the kick, he prays. Like, I don't think he wanted that on the air when he told you guys that in the meeting. I don't think so either, Greg. Like, clearly he likes you guys, but I now at this point, that kid has missed how many extra points? Six? Five? I think five or six. They didn't draft him, did they? I didn't. Is that Daniel Carlson's cousin or brother? Uh, <laughs> Anders. Uh, that, that that miss. Carlson. Turns out to be one of the luckier misses than I can remember that I was having. I mean, that's a big miss, right? You're, down, you're, still, you're still down a touchdown, but a touchdown doesn't tie the game. It takes the lead. And then the moment they get it back with, right, a little over a minute, you, you feel different pressure. It's just, it, if you're tied, maybe you're, it's just dramatically different. I mean, that was an enormous miss. If you're a Packer fan right now, you're—I you, I don't see how you sleep tonight. Because I, does it cross your mind? I was thinking about this that we're going to the Super Bowl all game long. I don't know about you. I mean, completely cool, especially the second half. Like they're losing this game. This is crazy. Yeah. This is all time disappointing season. Put yourself in Green Bay shoes. We've already beat Detroit in Detroit. Kind of kicked their ass in Thanksgiving. We're not going to be intimidated to play them. Tampa, are you fucking kidding me? We'll be favored in that game. One game in a dome? What what team is better suited in a dome with all these fucking receivers we have right now? Feels like it, right? They, there had to be half their fan base, which is massive, had to cross their mind like, could we win the Super Bowl? <laughs> and then you lose in the second round. Isn't that what makes you know the NCAA tournament in football the best? It's like there's no like, well, hey, we got game three coming up, right? It just it just ends. You were you had Super Bowl thoughts in your head, and then the fucking kid makes a misses a field goal. Purdy pulls a couple of throws out of his ass, and you lose the game. You're like, we just lost to that Kyle Shanahan's version of the worst game we've ever seen him coach. I actually thought that karma, in a weird way, I believe in sports karma and real life karma. This goes back to the snowy game where gold hits the kick and Jimmy comes up to him and says, fuck the Packers. I'm like, 49ers had no business winning that game. Is this the football gods balancing football out and being like, 
yeah, you probably should be better in this team, but you're going to lose this game at home by guy. It was 21 to 14 and the Packers had the ball. I'm thinking, are they going to lose this game? 31 to 14. Yep. Cause you thought they're before they missed the field goal. It felt like they're about to score a touchdown and end touchdown. the game <laughs> yeah, touchdown. End the game with like seven minutes left. I know. Well, they got I the ball back in the fucking at the 10 yard line. And was it third and 10 and, and, and Aaron Jones takes it 75 yards or whatever, 53 yards. No, I think it was second. Was it down. second down? Yeah. Honestly, it felt like he could have oh, kept running. He like broke a tackle, and then a couple guys missed tackles, and he did a couple 360s, and he kind of was like not even trying to run. He was still gaining yards. Like, are, are we just not even going to tackle him? Well, it felt like the not, that their defense was giving up. The way like the Texans defense at, some, at, at one point today when that game was still close, but not, you know, once it got a two-score Yeah, they, game, they were like, out of gas. These guys can't tackle anymore, you know? And these guys were on the field. All, these Niners were on the field a lot on defense early, um, early in that game. It was a first down run, the 53-yarder, but – uh, I want to get get over to it. How about uh, Diameter Lenore's not a problem. That guy played his ass off. Yeah, that yeah, hit he yeah. had on that like bubble screen. The, the, when he pushed Jordan Love, that was the third possession of the game. All right, that was the last Packer possession of the first half when he shoved Love out of bounds, and then there was like the the double penalty. That was the first time Love was on the ground. Like Jordan Love went two and a half drives with a bright white jersey in the mud. They were not getting to him initially. Uh, super chat from Black Pill Phil, uh, Brock, CMC, Greenlaw, bailed out Shanahan in the fourth. The preparations and in-game decisions were terrible and should have cost us the game. John, uh, how about Greenlaw's uh, interception at the end of the game? Refusing to go down? I've already uh, talked about it. So, <laughs> guy, guy, he did it twice. I know. He did it twice. The first time at least the game is happening. Like, But, but it, you're not Deion Sanders. You're not Ed Reed. What, what was he doing? I don't know. The, the second one was way more. He clearly blacks egregious. out. He just blacks out in a football game, I think. No, yeah. Okay, he tried to make 17 guys miss on the last play of the game. Even this, Greg Olsen's like, go stands down! John, somebody stood up in front of the camera, and Greenlaw just disappears behind him. And I swear to God, I expected the ball to be going the other way when the camera, you know, when that person moved. No, Dre. I like Dre Greenlaw, so I give him a little bit of the You love him. He had the big hit on, he stopped that fourth down and one. What do you think of the Trent Williams penalty? What do you mean? What? Well, I mean, I the thought, Trent, yeah, like, first of all, Trent, what are you doing as you jog onto the field? Like, stay out of it. But what killed me about it was the referee who threw the flag, who actually whiffed on the flag three times as he was trying to throw it. He was looking at it the whole time. So he should have known the guy flopped. Right. And to me, if you don't see it and a guy ends up on the ground, then what are you throwing a flag for? So I thought it was a, I thought it was a pretty, I thought it was a horse. To me, that's like 90% horse shit on the ref and 10% like, Trent, what are we doing here? Because that that really hurt them too, because they punted and it gave Green Bay the ball like midfield because they had such bad starting field position to start that drive. I I thought it was a little ticky tack, but I, I do think in these big playoff games you got to be careful about throw. It's, it happened multiple times tonight when they're in skirmishes and people are throwing arms. Well, Greenlaw did it again. I, I, I'm totally cool with not throwing any flags, mm-hmm. but it's like guys, you cannot fucking push people's faces and risk getting a 15-yard penalty. Greenlock and anytime you, all of a sudden you see point. a flag, you're like, oh, my God. You're just keeping your fingers crossed, not the other guy. Uh, Luckily, they don't throw guys out in the playoffs. Super chat from Sam. 49ers struggled against a young seventh seed team who threw the game away before the Ravens played them. They I do think, they, I, I do think they're playing at a really high level right now. Like, that's – I think Matt LaFleur and Jordan like, Love. Like, let's be real. The Packers feel way better about their quarterback situation than the 49ers. 
right? We talked about it coming into the game. One guy's way more talented, and I'm not some anti-Purdy guy, right? I, I just have always said I like my stronger arm quarterbacks. But today was less about arm strength and more about like just grip pressure. You can't grip the ball in a rain. Like th- this isn't torrential downpour in Kansas City at 30 degrees. This is 60 degrees and raining. Jordan Love showed no ill effects of throwing the ball, did he? No, none. I don't think. I mean, he missed some throws, credit more so to pressure than anything else. It was glaring tonight. It was glaring tonight with Brock Purdy. Now, ultimately, John, he could have the- thrown four or five interceptions in this game. Easily. And he Amy, knew, Tra- and Amy Trask would have been one of the all-time winners. <laughs> the pro- she would have changed. I know, but it, that would have been a bullshit victory. I know, but it's, you, you throw you four picks or whatever in a playoff game. No, I know. It would have been, been hard to shake. Part of the problem was he knew it, and you could tell that he knew it. And he didn't. Now, this is where you said earlier you got to give Brock some credit on this. Like, he's had some games where he is rattled and still play and still makes some plays. The green I actually, the, the Cleveland I, I, game. I, I, I agree. I don't have any question marks with his, like, uh, intangibles, his yeah. mental fortitude. It's like his hands. Or just aren't big enough. Right? It's it's just a, a math equation. Like it, seriously, it's just what we talk about at the combine. It's one of those basic things. Like this guy's too slow to play corner. This guy's hands would be a problem in inclement weather. Where if you're the Packers, like the Packers couldn't function with a quarterback like that, right? W- where they play. Yeah. Yeah. Or and like the Dolphins might not be able to function in the postseason if they're not the one seed every year. No. Now, two. I think Brock's better than Tua, but I do too. But can Tua grip the ball when it's raining? Like I don't Brock think so. can't grip it, guy. He can't grip it or doesn't throw stop it. him from ripping it. Well, no. Kyle calls unlimited passes all night. Matthew, I, super I, cat. I, I it's raining. Let's throw it thirty-nine times. I can't get over the game plan of just I the passes. I, I had a feeling because what was it? The Seattle game last year where he comes out in the rain. I've talked about it before. He throws on first down flutter and i'm like oh god and then kyle threw it again down the field he hit iuk on the second play of the game and it just what's he trying to prove in that situation you know i don't know if he's trying to prove something so much as maybe he's trying to get cute maybe he's just getting cute for what i don't know he's got christian mccaffrey i don't get it no reason to get cute uh hey everybody if you're here right now on youtube live hit that like button if you're watching it later uh, hit that like button as well appreciate that Forecast right now looks okay. Um, Juwan Jennings, big game for Juwan Jennings. He's a good player. I I, I will I won't repeat too much stuff that I said before you got here, but Chris Conley, I got I talked to Chris Conley in the locker room this week just because just not even about this obviously. Um, good dude, Chris. Cool guy. guy here, man. Are you ready if Debo Samuel breaks his shoulder? Exactly. He was born on the same Air Force base. He was on the same Air Force base as I was in like 1995. In seriously, in Turkey, he was born there. Yeah. Um. So I just talked to him about that. But I this is where you give him credit, give that guy credit, and give Brock credit. John, they have not. That's the first pass that Brock has completed to Chris Conley this year. Chris has three catches. They all came with Darnold. Now you tell me this. I didn't have the answer to this, but maybe you have a better idea. The only time that Brock throws to Conley is during drills, right? Because like the, there's three quarterbacks, they rotate in, and then the receivers line up, the tight ends line up on both sides. There's two quarterbacks throwing at the same time, and there's two lines of receivers. So maybe he's thrown to Conley a few times there, right? They'll start practice with that. But in 11-on-11, 11 11, he's 
I mean, maybe he's thrown to Conley a couple times, but Brock and Conley probably are not on the field together at the same time. Yeah. So I, I don't know how many times they've connected in practice. It can't be that many. And they have not connected all year long. And then in the biggest drive of the year, they are on the same page. How do you, how would you, how do you explain that? Well, I mean, it's just a relatively basic route, right? You're running an eight yard out route or 10 yard out route or whatever the, you know, I mean, these guys, Chris Conley is a Kansas City chief, right? He's played in pretty high level organization. You just kind of, I don't know, fall back on, we're running a route, hit him at the three yards back or five yards back. When I let the ball go, you break at the spot. I mean, these guys, it's why you lean on veterans from places. Think about this. Ray Ray, Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Chris Conley, Kansas City Chiefs. Mm -hmm. You know, you feel offensively, they're not going random guys here. Even Willie Sneed, Sean Payton, and the New Orleans Saints for a while. He's not going rando veteran player. Like he, yep. he's more likely to go Chris Conley than he, I think he would even his own young guy. He didn't go Ronnie Bell there, right? Chris Conley has been relied upon by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill looking at him, right? In fucking spots, massive. You know, in freezing cold. He is a guy that you feel pretty good uh, about in that situation. Same thing with Ray Ray. Like Ray Ray played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like Ray Ray has been good for the 49ers. I feel confident with Ray Ray McLeod out in the game, don't you? You know, Ray Ray does not feel to me like a rando. Like Ambry Thomas feels like he's off right now, but I, I've seen Ambry Thomas play in these games. Like you kind of got to play through it. Like a lot of people are saying this gets back to Logan Ryan out there, not Jair Brown. Mm-hmm. It's like Who guys, I, I'm not a huge fan of just like rolling with. But what does Logan Ryan have? Well, I played for Belichick. I played for Brable. I played in big games. And are they relying on that more than like this is a guy that might be your starting player next year? You know, I don't. Yeah, there's does Jack Brown. I mean, there's not there's on, not a right or wrong answer on some of these. No, questions. but like if they you do wonder, does Jair Brown on that touchdown pass that Logan Ryan had his back turn on the goal line? It was like that that pass to the pylon. He just waves his arm. Does Jair Brown with more athleticism make a play there that Logan Ryan, you know, Maybe. he gets he gets bumped off. Uh Keith says, you guys bitched about McCaffrey's carries all year. Yeah, in the second half against the Jags. <laughs> yes, in this. <laughs> this is not like, I'm not reacting because I had money on it. I'm reacting simply because this was a situation where the quarterback was literally struggling to grip the football. And Greg Olson, who has fucking been around high-level football since like, I don't know, the early 2000s when he played for the elite Miami Hurricanes, was like, hey. Kevin, this guy is struggling to grip the ball. All of us, my mother's texting me like, what's going on with this passes? You literally have the best running back. Just what does a run game do sometimes? Settles everything down. What did the Green Bay Packers do for Jordan Love? They hammered the run early on. Kyle Shanahan's whole thing, greatest run game. I listened to LaFleur. Was it LaFleur that said this? Or was it someone else I listened to? It was, oh, Schlereth. I listened to Schlereth with Rosillo. He said that he does consulting on the side, and he said last offseason, he said probably 10-plus offensive coordinators slash O-line coaches wanted the lowdown on the Shanahan run scheme because they know Stink knows it, right? Kyle, you know, Mike Shanahan guy. And he's like, what makes it great 
and why they are the best running team in the NFL is they can run the same exact play, like outside zone, with like eight different personnel groups and seven different blocking schemes. They can hit with Juszczyk and Kittle. They can loop you with the right tackle and, and kick you out from the inside. They can just do it all these different ways. And tonight, at different times in the season, we're like, hey, Kyle, spread it out in, in nice weather games. And, and Purdy's cooking. Like, why don't you spread it out and throw it? It's raining. And even the broadcast were like, it's really coming down now. And Kyle's like, Andy Reid, Cliff Kingsbury, 4-5 wide, let's fucking throw the pill. It was crazy. It was the opposite of everything he did all season long. It's the opposite of, like, I would say, to me, when you have a coach, you have an identity. Like, I I had someone text me who's a pretty high-up guy in the league during the Eagles-Bucks game. He's like, you know the downfall ultimately of this Eagles team is, like, they truly have no identity. They have absolutely nothing to hang their hat on. Defense is a joke, and their offense is like, what is it? The one thing you say with the 49ers, like, their defense is physical even when they're giving up some run plays and their D-line's not getting home, but they'll hit you. And they will fucking shove the ball down your throat running the ball. And then the night, they're like Peyton Manning five wide to start the game in a rainstorm. And as he's like throwing the ball all over the place, one thing I will give Kyle credit for is like he will be pretty stubborn with the run. He was like, I'm second and five, no fucking chance. Spread it out consistently all night. I was like, well, maybe McCaffrey's hurt, but he's out there the whole time. They're no, throwing, looks, like you said, 15 fucking targets or whatever. They're just keeping him loose, I thought. I, I didn't think he was hurt. He literally had their two. I mean, touchdowns he have tonight? Two? One was like 35-yard touchdown. The other one was a broken tackle into the end zone of the game winner. How about this? How about this bizarre stat? These guys, they made like no explosive plays all night, and yet it was the uh, – they made a couple of them. Oh, let me. I found this one. Nine or, or not? I found it. Like some, uh, or my buddy Ryan McGrady texted this one to me, and I was like, "I'm not gonna. They can't use this." First time the Niners have ever had a 30 plus yard touchdown rush and a 30 plus yard touchdown pass in a playoff game ever. So like a couple times they hit a play, but it just felt like the Packers were hitting plays consistently, and the Niners were not hitting plays consistently. They had no rhythm. And where do you go for rhythm on this team? You go to the run game. Like historically for Kyle, you go to the run game. And the other thing with Kyle historically. Being down by seven never stop, you know, usually doesn't stop him from running the football, right? Being down seven doesn't stop him from running the ball. Or, or, or when it's seven to six, right? Yeah. This is like 13 to seven to him feels like a tie game or they're in the lead. And he just, he was very like, uh, he was like allergic to running the football, it felt like. He, he was very hesitant to rely on just going three straight runs to get a first down. I don't have the I don't have it in front of me. It feels like he did not even attempt to do that tonight. To go three straight runs. It felt like he threw a lot on first down, didn't it? Uh yeah, it did. It did. And in the shotgun spread out. They went to a lot more shotgun than just the, the play action game is what it felt which like. Which isn't which isn't that crazy in a in a rainstorm? In a driving rainstorm relative to where you live. With a quarterback who's clearly struggling. Like in a game that's it, not, and, and you're not in desperation time yet. I'd say it was pretty evident early. Like this quarterback's a little uncomfortable in this scenario. John, the second he came out with the glove is when you recognize like he's not comfortable. That tells you everything you need to know. And the Niners, and they off. were not comfortable. They they were the ones slipping on the field. How? Why? Like they 
They they slipped too though. The other team. They, yeah, they did Niners slip too eventually. But like Gibson slipped on the touchdown. Greenlaw slipped on a big play early. Not having Debo hurt the game plan. Christopher super chat. I mean, no question, right? The play they ran to Debo, he got hurt on, was a pretty sweet play. Like double yeah. motion and like uh, uh, juice was out there. Um, Going across the middle. Yeah. Hey, by the way, since you mentioned uh, Schlereth, shout out to RG3, the only guy who could hold down an offense with McVeigh, Shanahan, LaFleur, uh, uh, McDaniels, and Slowick on it. You know, Jay Gruden's like semi, like a Jay Gruden won like 45% of his games without RG3. Shockingly, I texted a guy who was with the night. What night was that? Was that Saturday night? No, today's Saturday. Uh, Friday night? Yeah. No, that might Thursday have been night. Thursday night. Thursday night, yeah. A buddy of mine was with somebody at the time who was on that team. And I was like, hey, ask him whose side he's on. And he replied, 1000% Jay's side. Great. You see Shady McCoy? What did Shady say? Jay keeping it 100. <laughs> I. Nothing, nothing I hate more than like, uh, you know, listen, Jason Garrett, I don't think people think he's a bad guy, but he's a bad coach. But just bad guys that then, you know, when they're in a sport, coach or player who then transition to the media and know how to play the game. And RG3 has mastered it and everyone is kind of blowing him. And then he finally kind of gets called out by someone in the inner circle of like, you're a complete fraud. And everyone in the business is like, this is fuck. Everyone's sharing tweets and sharing. Even Will Compton, who was on the team, he's like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that I think Robert would like to have back. Everyone knows no one likes RG3. But on TV, RG3 in his mind has become the star. Everyone likes him. Mm-hmm. But like people kind of forget that he was despised internally by teams. Not, not like the coach didn't think he could function in offense. Like people did not like the person, but he plays the game perfectly and he kind of reinvents himself. And then it kind of comes up and you could tell it like struck a nerve with him. And I saw Jay even kind of walked it back. Like, listen, I'm not going to argue with the guy. Like I, I don't remember after he said, go race a pigeon. <laughs> that was after <laughs> he did delete the tweet of saying like, that nobody wanted to get a phone into John. Somebody get John Gruden on the Twitter because John Gruden would just be priceless. How many coaches involved with the Redskins, the McDaniels, McVeigh, LaFleur brothers, Kyle, Forrester, Mike's, you know, that whole crew and everyone off their lineage, you know, uh, quality control guys were sharing tweet threads. Over the last forty-eight oh. hours, every single one <laughs> had to be at all. I bet those threads had never been hotter. <laughs> um, was Cousins linked on any of them? You think with the coaches, or probably not? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Because Cousins and Kyle, like, you think um, McVeigh likes Cousins or Lafleur, or yeah, they they have to like him a lot. You know, Slowick probably busy. Kyle busy. You think their phones are just blowing up as they're busy? Or do you think they got it? They got it forwarded to them, though, for sure. They got it. Those guys like by Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Uh, You know, I've seen some people in the chat saying Brock's hand size. And I got a text from uh, research researcher Ryan here. Nine and a quarter inch Mahomes, Baker, Garoppolo, bigger than Burrow, Goff, Fields, Carr, Tannehill. I I think I'm defending uh, defending Brock. I'm not defending Brock tonight, but. I don't care about what his hand measurement is. I just watched the game. He was uncomfortable in the rain. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, 
I don't care well, about his hand measurement right now. Well, exactly. Like, yeah, Mahomes has smaller hands. I've seen him in enough games. He's unfazed. Now, here's the other thing. I also don't care about him in the rain if you tell me it's not raining next week and the Super Bowl's indoors. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, that's some that's another version that's some that's another problem i do think in the play it is a it is a big picture conversation though it is a big picture like, con- no there's no question it's a big picture conversation but like i just i don't know what's going to happen next week and i don't know if they're going to win the super bowl i picked them and you're right a lot of people did and you're right you feel worse about it today you just have to feel worse about it today but You just you can't you when you win playoff games, they are so conference championship games are so hard to get to. The reason they got to this conference championship game, the reason they're even in this position is because they had a hell of a regular season because they were a really good team. They're one of the best teams in the NFL in the regular season and a bad win in the divisional round. I don't think wipes that out. You know, I, I just think history tells us they are more likely to be a better version than they were in this game. And you you, I, I, they won. They won this game somehow, some way. They, somehow, some way. Well, if you look at it from the NCAA tournament, right? Sometimes you win a crazy game in the Sweet Sixteen, and then all of a sudden you're in the Final Four. Like, who cares about the game in the Sweet Sixteen? I, I think the concerning part is, is like their run defense is not very good. They did not have a sack tonight, and honestly, it felt like a lot of times they don't create that much pressure. Right, uh, you know, re- yeah. rel- rel- relative to like a team that hangs their hat on a defensive line, it doesn't well, feel like their defensive line is a separating factor. Let me say this: I think they create statistical pressure. You know what I mean? Like, like I oh, like for for about a like they, for about a half. Well, even for about a half, I was in the first half. Lo- Love had I logged it in the first half. Then too much shit started happening. Then I stopped logging pressures. GFF. He had 16 attempts in the first half and seven pressures. That's pretty good, right? I would say. But one hit. Well, he well, the one thing so, is like for next just, week, he you know, he can move golf can't. I mean, that's a he he oh, can, yeah, that's he can kind of scramble out. So it's like, yeah, if you pressure him a little bit, he can scramble out to the right or left. But I do think sometimes with this defense, they they get like if you're logging, you're like, yeah, pressure, pressure, pressure. Oh, well, he was well, four of seven against the pressure with an out of bat with two out of bounds throws. And so it didn't, you know what I mean? Like they get pressure, but are they hitting him as he's throwing the football? There's not a lot of that kind of pressure, right? Yeah, That's what I'm trying to say. So they get like, they do get pressure by the numbers, but then when you watch the game, you go, how much did they affect him really on that play? But you know, that's a, that's an AFC quarterback problem. Now that's not a golf problem. Although I do think golf, like golf has, you know, the game that cousins played against him. And I, you know, I don't think, Goff does not beat this team. They have owned Goff because he just can't move. But he does have like a light version of the game that Kirk Cousins played against them where he just sliced and diced them from the pocket. I'll give Goff like he can play a version of that game. Not quite the Kirk version, but he can play a version of that game. And they've got part of it. He has go to. He's got Matt Laporta go to. He's got St. Brown go to. Like he's got guys he can just fucking go to. And they got a good offensive line. Running so, backs and catch. Yeah, it's. I I, it's I would concerning. say one thing. Listen, critical of the defense because I think we hold them to such a high standard. Is if you hold them to field goals, not touchdowns. I don't care who the fuck you are. That's that's the goal. And two, if you get turnovers, I mean they got two picks tonight. 
right? So if you can play shitty games, if you play good red zone defense and you get turnovers and win the turnover battle, like you're in pretty good shape, right? Now th- they dropped, I forget when that first pick dropped to uh, 26, but I mean, holy shit, hit them right in the hands. <laughs> I mean, pretty, that's... Uh, Remember the pick he threw that I mean, he got dropped, but I mean, he the, literally the first flew. drive the, yeah. he threw the ball to Savage on the first drive. I mean, Savage, I, it hits him in stride, right? So it's there is, and this is where the PFF guys do have some validity to their argument. There is a randomness to drops and picks, and like it equals out over time. Like if you throw that five times, it is going to get picked three of the five times, right? So two of them will just be incompletions, like on a night like tonight. Like if that happens next week, it might be picked to Winfield or CJ Gardner Johnson or whoever, right? That, that that is that's one of those like, yeah, it's football. You get fooled. Like I, I I'm not even I have more issue with the how scared I am when it rains of Purdy not being able to grip the ball than that play. Like that, that happens to Tom Brady. I, I looked at some of his games against the Ravens because I'm arguing with eight million people in the Ravens fucking firing at me Twitter because I got old take exposed. Well, you the Ravens has those because you said that they were because D'Amico was kicking their ass in the first half. Yeah, why doesn't it stamp it like this is a first half tweet, which is a fact? Yeah, that's that's right? actually a good call. You should be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just do it myself moving forward, like hashtag yeah. first half. As of the first half, D'Amico's kicking their ass. We'll see what happens I, in the second half. It just but I went back. But I went back because people were like, "Well, Flacco carried John Harbaugh to Super Bowls," and then I went back. They picked Tom Brady off several times in different matchups. No one remembers, like, when you go back in five, ten years, you just look at the box score. It's like, oh, he threw two touchdowns and no picks. Or he threw zero touchdowns and three picks. Right? But there is a randomness to, like, Jesus, it felt like. It got to the point tonight where you were holding your breath as the ball was flying around. And you were not. I was holding my breath when Jordan Love would throw it that it was going to be completed. And that that experience hasn't happened very often with Brock Purdy. Right? Mm Mm-mm. That, 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 to me, was the most alarming part. And like you said, the rain, an outlier situation, it doesn't rain that much. This is not the AFC. So is it just, like, I don't think he's overwhelmed. I think he just legitimately can't grip the ball. And now anytime they play in a regular season game or clearly a playoff game where there's inclement weather, I think you just hold on to your fucking nuts. Because yeah, the question will be, are they playing in those games with a guy who's got a ring or not? But no way around it. Like, I... I do think, like, if they win this game, the next game, I think we look at the situation a little different, right? We'll see how next week looks. But, I yeah, mean, tonight was a pretty – tonight was a not. glaring experience, was it not, when it came to the quarterback? Because I think there are so many other variables about yeah, but money just, and franchise. Sure, and, but those are pro- – you're trying to win a – every year you are trying to win a Super Bowl, and now you are one win away from playing in the Super Bowl, right? Totally so, agree. No, I know you do, but, like – the number of perfect quarterbacks out there, it, it how many are there right now? One. But I think the di- I think the difference is like you watch tonight. The other guy has a shitload of talent oozing out of his body, right? Like a lot of physical gifts that kid has, like pretty pretty special physical characteristics. Sure. And you saw it's pretty tonight. Like when the weather comes, he looks like a pump. He just folds. Yeah. Not because he folds like. He's overwhelmed. He like can't function. Yeah, I mean, even the play he hit to Jawan Jennings, Greg right. Olson was like, "I'll be honest, Kevin. I thought in the booth that was picked." He also like, said, hey, he thought it was "Hey, Greg, I did too." 
But he also what? said he was it was his best throw of the day because he did put it right where it had the only place it could be. It was a good but throw. You agree? You, you're calling it a lucky hands. throw, huh? I'm saying Greg Olson said that. Yeah, I didn't feel good about it, but it it turned out that that risky throw was one of his be- was his best throw of the day. Did he mean for it to go there? Well, I Which mean, I, I would say typically on a day yeah, when you look tonight, good. I don't know. On a day when you look good, we assume you did. On a day when you look bad, we go, oh, maybe you got lucky. But he makes that throw a ton. He makes that throw all the time, layers it over somebody. For sure. It's a risky throw. I just think that at this point, like this is, he has done a lot more good. He's done too much good to have that wipe it out. Uh, Sometimes some guys don't play well on the road in the rain or at home in the rain or just on the road in the cold or whatever. So you hope you can avoid those situations. But Super Bowls are played indoors and in good weather for the most part now, right? Well, in theory, you get home field advantage. You have a huge advantage weather-wise. In California. Tonight yeah. it was a driving rainstorm, and the guy was barely gripped the football. I know, but I to me, like tonight's game is it might just be the heart attack that you had before you started eating healthy. And yeah. for them, it's bounce back and and win next week and go to the Super Bowl and worry about this another day. So yeah, in the grand scheme of like quarterback prospects, it's a great example. I part of your point, I think, is like this is the this is the reason we talk about this stuff when other people go, Oh, the scouts are just wasting their time on stupid exactly. details there's no question about it but there are things that we'll see we'll see like what jordan like jordan loves on a good trajectory right now we'll see if in five years he's he's the franchise quarterback that we all think he's going to be not that we all think he's going to be that he might be but we don't i mean guys have looked good for a year or two years and you go but look at this skill set look at that skill set we'll see I you know, this guy's got a lot of other well. things i thought he showed himself pretty well tonight like he was the best quarterback on the field Brock's got a lot of other things about him that are better than some guys that can really let it rip in the rain, right? Well, yeah. I mean, you. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not writing the guy off acting like he sucks. I'm not going Amy Trask here. I just thought it was a it was a roller coaster experience tonight. And like you said, you're Peyton Manning had a lot of shitty games in the rain, and he made up for it in games that weren't in the rain, and won a lot of big games in other spots. And over the course of his career, he became, I think, what most people consider probably top three or four quarterback of all time. And he was not, by any means, if you're like, torrential downpour, crazy snowstorm, game on the line, $50,000, life savings or whatever, put it on the line. He would, His name is not coming up in the first seven quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> right? And I think we all acknowledge, like, remove that situation. Name the best five quarterbacks of all time. Every single human names them. So, yeah, there are individual situations, but, like, it is football, and at any moment things can change, and, like, I think why you like them is because of the mental fortitude, why the guys believe in them. But back to, like, the 40 time. I don't think Debo's viewed as John Ross, right, or some crazy super fast guy at the Combine. Yeah. But everyone acknowledges, like, Debo on the field with the ball in his hand is one of the fastest players in the NFL. Except on kickoff return. Except I'm kidding, I'm but like on screens and pl- plays crossing routes, his speed is elite. And sometimes like Mahomes, we do this a lot with hand size. Like some guys hand size, like we list seven different guys. No one brings that up in Kansas City. Like I think his, no, because we've seen him now play 15 
inclement yeah, weather like games. A, you know, finger flexibility is a thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, was it Pedro Martinez part of his thing? His fingers were longer. Why he could throw a little yeah, longer? But I'm saying like, just because you have the same hand size doesn't mean your hands work the same way, right? Yeah. I'm no uh, mono doctor, but la manos. I mean, I just think that. I mean, I'm not trying to. They were very lucky to be in that situation. I mean, but, I, but I, I, yeah, so many plays is, come into my front of my mind of like Ayuk getting open, ball out, K- Kittle getting open, ball way out in front. Like, ball's not even close. It was yeah. crazy. That's that's one of the craziest wins I've ever been a part of. Well, what grade would you give him? What was Brock's grade? C minus. He won with his C minus game today. But he didn't win. Right? Uh, well, I mean, no, he did not win. But But he. Also did win. The kicker right. missed a kick. So did yours. Yeah, it was 47 yards. He's going to miss that, it feels like. Most <laughs> well, but I'm just saying, John, like, you you did win the game. You, so it was good enough to lose sometimes, but it wasn't good enough. It wasn't bad enough to lose today. But you are. I mean, you were a 10 point. So you just yeah. proved your team. Like, part of this part of this team is built on good offensive players, good coach, good defense. Like, that's who they are. Whether Brock Purdy is good in the rain or not, that's probably what he's going to need. That's what most guys need. Help, right? Help. So today, he got help. And luckily, they got enough help on this team. And I know they get expensive. If we're talking big picture, yeah, they get more expensive. They've had just rosters like this. In the, this, is Shanahan's, this is a Shanahan roster. It's, yeah, for sure. Have a version I mean, Juwan Jennings is an unreal third receiver. Yeah, they're going to pay IU. Like, so I to me, the bigger concern, the more immediate concern coming out of the game, is they are so – for a team that has so many good players, just losing one of them feels like it changes them on offense. He is an elite player, though. He right? is an elite player. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, but, like, so is Kittle. So is Ayuk. So is McCaffrey. I know, but Debo's proven to be, like, one of the great true, like, war daddy in the peak of the powers, like, in January in, like, the last couple decades. Like, he's a special, special player. That, that's a that's a huge. I, I think if you remove Brandon Ayuk for as awesome as he is, this could be the argument. Like if you're building a team, Debo, like McCaffrey, they are pretty important to your whole operation. Yeah, but but here's the thing. The question is like if if you removed Ayuk, it feels like they take a step back too. Well, obviously, you take a step back when you remove a great player, but they it feels like they take three steps back when you take one of these guys away. Like they're just so injury dependent. It's crazy. Like, look they're at the t- games they've almost lost or lost this year. It's like, yeah, one of their best players got hurt. That's that's it. That's what happened. Well, I think their coach is very, you know, a unique game planner, right? So, like, he's the offensive coordinator. And his players, especially several of them, are very, uh, I, I would say, versatile. They can do a ton of things. And once you remove that guy, it throws off several, like he has plays to set up other plays. Like in what world is he running that Juwan Jennings handoff? If it wasn't based on some other play in the future, like how does that make any sense? Like, how is that not like, well, my car's out of gas. I I guess I can't make it, you know, to the party tonight. And he's like, well, I'm still going to try to walk there. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? Go, go ahead and walk. set that play up against the Lions and see if what they can play. What are you play. doing? Yeah, but, but he, he ran that for a reason, right? Because yeah, in fairness yeah. to the boy genius, 
he is like a big picture thinker with his play calls. Because otherwise, in the moment, in a vacuum, in sh- in a short sighted situation, it made no sense. Debo's in a sweatshirt with a headset, and like you put Jawan Jennings, it would have made it wouldn't have been as crazy to do Ray Ray McLeod, right? Because Ray Ray's done some substitution for for Debo, right? Running some end arounds, mm-hmm. they gave it to Jawan Jennings. I, I, we text. Is that the craziest plays ever ran? I think it is. <laughs> but but why did he do that? Because I do think that's off something else that he had he is planned part of the sequence, which is what makes him a special coach. Like he and that's why all these guys love him. It's like he has these like seven things. But sometimes when the first couple don't work, it's hard to justify the seventh if you're never going to end up getting there and everyone's watching. Like Kyle, what the fuck was that for? That's where I think the head scratcher was on a situation like that. And I think yeah. Debo, like Christian, are very, so scheme specific. You can do so much with them when you've spent the last couple of weeks implementing all this stuff. And then the guy leaves and whatever, basically the first drive of the game, it really derails him. Debo really derails him in a weird way because I think he's so game plan specific. I think you could argue Debo derails him the most of any player. Uh, yeah, because they'll still that's just what it felt like. Run. They'll still just downhill run Mitchell. They'll run some of the same stuff to Mitchell, right? If McCaffrey were out, exactly. I mean, it feels like Kittle would would impact the run game, theory. like the plays. Yeah. But like they have uh, specific plays for Debo that are going to based off other plays, and then he'll like still run them. And you're like, what is he trying to do here? I don't know, man. That Juwan Jennings thing was weird. I give John credit. He ran it as hard as he could. <laughs> he ran it like a champ, John. Uh, you know, this is a good point on 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 Love's game. How about the Brett Favre legacy throw at the end of the game? Is this the ramification of a QB tree? Super chat. I mean, can you be the better quarterback if one of them leads a game-winning drive and, the, and you throw a pick? Now, in his defense, 51 seconds puts a little pressure on. But it was first down. It was a crazy throw. The green Cross line interception. Across his body, knuckleball. Now, he probably thought 50-50 ball to Greenlaw. Is he really going to catch that ball? But, yeah, turns out the answer is yes. With an arm, with a, with his arm, robot arm, robo arm. Uh, Super Chat Brad says, uh, Fred Warner constantly out of position, constantly over-pursuing. When he did hit a gap, people bounced off him. He's He is a liability, horrible – he is a liability, horrible game. I thought he made some big plays in the run game. He did get blocked a decent amount. Which, I mean, it's football. He gets blocked. Uh, that's part of the job of your interior defense, too, to like let your let your linebackers run free. Hargrave had a pre- – I mean, had a big, he did have a big pressure in the red zone that I remember, but – A lot of MIA from him. Yeah. Uh, Revenant, Super Chat, I'm wondering if the game plan focused on Debo and his injury through the play calling off, throw in the rain, and yeah. I mean, you'd have to. Yes, it does feel that way. Because because the other thing is, John, when Debo goes out, they still, to your point, like, how about we just scrap the Debo plays? We don't need to run them to even Ray Ray. Let's just do, we got Kittle and Ayuk. Let's let's uh, give the ball to them. We don't need to run the Ray Ray end around just because that's what you were going to run to Debo. I would say the, the, the love interception was one of the first times where it felt like his ball looked like Purdy's ball. It kind of came out like a duck. Yeah. 
yeah. it did not come. It came out of his hand really weird and just kind of floated in the air. I, the, and that it was wet. I also thought he's rolling right, trying to yeah, tough to like throw, how, sure. when you try to power the ball. Yeah. You know, you throw it, it, it doesn't spin the way you want it to, but just they had a couple timeouts. You could argue like you don't need to force it there. That is, I think you would situation. argue you don't need it. even Olsen's like, just no, throw yeah, it away. You, you do, you do not, you do not. That's just, why ultimately you get a guy who's never been in this situation in a tight spot, right? Like, if this is week 10, you're like, oh, fuck, Packers feel good about themselves in these playoff situations. You get you have no room for error. He gets a little tight, he kind of tries to make a play. All of a sudden, Greenlaw thinks he's fucking Deion Sanders. Again, I can't get over Greenlaw. Like he kept at one point in time, you're like, is he still running? What is he doing? And then even when uh, he ends, he like bends back. You're like, Dre, you came into this game questionable. You know what the move is there? I was talking to a buddy of mine who's like a radio play-by-play guy today. And he said the other day he was doing a college basketball game and the game was close late. And he gets his phone and on his phone, he texts. It's like him, and then his analyst sits next to him, and then the engineer, the guy who controls the microphones. And he texts his engineer. He says, if we hit a game winner, turn his mic off. I don't, So he's not yelling over the call, right? And like to me, that's where the Niners are like, somebody fucking tackled Dre Greenlaw. But you like one careful. of your own what if, guys. What if, what if you jolt the ball out? <laughs> Would that be the worst play in the history of the sport? Well, what Force happened a fumble on-, on your own guy? What was the play? The Packers kick return after the 49er was it yeah. when they scored. And then it took it. It felt like they were taken to the house and the guy cut it back. And then all of a sudden the 49er tackles him from behind and the ball bounces out. And you're like, oh my God. And then the Packer guy leaps and it lands right into his body as he's flying through the air. Most and the perfect. ref went like this before the dog pile was even like half over. He left no hope on the recovery. <laughs> it was sweet. He flew it like was. this. And the oblong, spear-long, whatever the fuck the ball's called, flew right in, it flew right into his chest. Because it's, it's one of those classic, if it bumps a little high, could have bounced off his... He flew like this, and it just went right into him. Incredible effort. Like, that guy, if they had won the game, that special teams coach, LaFleur, I mean, he's top five play of the game. I mean, that guy's uh, effort of just leaping through the air. Because they're yeah. like five niners, it felt like. This this is going to be the most incredible turnover of all Super, time. Like it's going to bounce right into somebody's and arms. And then this Green Bay guy flies right through him in the air. Which like never this. works. <laughs> Ever. It flew right into his breadbasket. Darcy, Super Chat. People wanted a comeback from Purdy. You don't have a comeback if you're playing great. So isn't that a double standard on Purdy? Well, you know, the I, Montana, the, the catch game, the catch game, he threw three picks, John. You'd prefer it to be a 42-38 shootout. Yeah, I get it. But... <laughs> How about how do you you know how do you um uh you know kind of let the legend grow right? Tiger can't make a, a a winning putt unless he had a bogey somewhere probably. I, I felt like Montana kind of hit the ground running after that uh the catch game. Montana won his, the Super Bowl that year. Maybe this was his catch game. Hope so. Uh, super chat. Uh, if Lafleur takes the field goal in the first, this game theoretically glo- goes to overtime. Analytics movement getting absurd. No young coach seems to want free points. Oh, on the fourth and one, y- you could argue like, "Hey, man, I know we." Do you think he got that? I did. Yeah. You don't think it was he- it was his head that looked? I don't know. But if you're just asking what I, th- I don't think you could have. They would not have won a challenge. I texted you right away. Like he's got a challenge, but then I, you probably couldn't have told where the ball was. But if you're asking what I think happened, I think he got the first down. 
It was close. The head was over. It was hard to tell where the ball was. And the moment the referees don't, you know, whatever the referees go with, it's hard to overturn that in that situation. Right? Yeah. Though those spots are always you just can't see the ball. His head was over. It was hard. It, the ball to me looked like it wasn't, but it was close. <laughs> it was close for sure. They tried the tush push and it didn't work. They literally got in the same fucking formation. Shows you you got to have a quarterback that you know squats six hundred pounds to make it for sure. It's not it's not as easy as those guys make it look. And Kelsey, Purdy one time went under one guy's legs, like shot through. He did. They, yeah, they <laughs> thought he was gonna because I think they thought he was gonna. Like, I did too. Going to be a run play. There was nobody there. Then all uh, of a sudden he's like barrel rolling like three yards in the left. How about um, the Niners touchdown run to McCaffrey? Zero on the play clock, and uh, I posted the you, photo. You, and a lot of people you get like, half a second though, don't you? So my point is not that they like the way it played out was the way it normally plays out in the NFL. There's a zero, and but it just illuminates the fact that the entire world. <laughs> operates with ones and zeros a certain way. And the NFL operates a completely different way. You know, like in baseball, you don't make the last out of the game. They're like, well, you get one more out. Cause, cause what people, a lot of people like, you know, it's common. You gotta like the, the zero is another second. And it's no, it's not. It's not another second. It's things are over at zero, right? Things are, things end at zero. You don't get a snooze button on a fucking play clock. Well-established rule though. You get the half second. Yeah, it was just, but sometimes the flag does come out there, right? It's not a hundred percent of the time it goes that way. Would you agree with that? It was close. Yeah, <laughs> it was just you know, they caught a break. It they caught a break. Close. That could, it could have gone the other way, and you'd be it, it here's the thing: close. if they had thrown the flag, you wouldn't really have a leg to stand on. Like, no, 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 we're allowed that much zero. You don't get a leg to stand on in that spot. I think my favorite part about sports. Obviously, I was very indebted to this game and really, really wanted the 49ers to win and was miserable the majority of it. But tonight, like, if you put yourself in the shoes, like, literally of Kyle Shanahan or Matt LaFleur, I don't think either of them sleep. Because it's one of those situations where I think Kyle's look, like, I can't fucking believe we won that game. Because there had to be moments, I don't care how... These guys are good at talking and acting like they're unfazed. We're headed across his mind. I'm going to lose as the number one seed at home. To, to, my, fucking, my, to my buddy. To, to my buddy that was my quarterback coach. I'm going to lose to that guy whose brother I employed. Like, I'm going to lose to LaFleur after I've beat him twice as, like, once as a major underdog. And I'm a huge favorite in this game. Not that Everyone was like, laughing at the Cowboys friend. last week. Like, haha, you lost to the Packers. Now I'm going to do that. Exactly. Like, I, I don't care. Even when he like, and when that would cross his mind is when the defense is on the field and he has some time to kind of think. And as Lafleur slash every Packer fan slash the Packers players, like they had to be thinking a decent amount of time in like the, the beginning of the fourth quarter, like we're really going to pull this upset off. So you just stare at the wall, like you can't believe the outcome. <laughs> I get even if you're like a Trent Williams or whatever, you're kind of in the game. Maybe you're like we'll figure this out. We'll figure that. Kyle had to be thinking I'm going to lose this game. To me, there's no John Lynch for sure. Jed the whole time. Jed's no different than me and you and everyone watching this. But Kyle, Adam, Adam Peters he, is in Washington. Like, well, I guess I didn't miss out on much. Yeah, I mean, do you think I can work with Mike Vrabel? <laughs> like, hey, Josh, can we give him 15 million, but make sure I have the personnel power? 
I, I that's one of the crazier games. I think is that's it crazier than the game they won in Green Bay. Different. Yeah, I, different because that was more of a hail mary. Like the Niners didn't deserve to win that game. Like the Packers were legitimately outplaying them. So you're like, if the Packers are going to win this game, you don't feel you feel like they earned it. And the Niners, what the fuck is this? I, I the weather plays a huge factor in that game. I, I guess obviously the weather plays a factor in tonight's game, but I feel that was different. Shocking ending, shocking result. I mean, once they blocked the punt and Hufunga scores, obviously. I, I watched the YouTube clip of when Robbie Gold's like, hell yeah, and Jimmy's like, fuck the Packers, and they hug. And that was more, I feel, euphoric than this probably had to be. Well, you first of all, you're not the favorite. You're on the road. Guy, they were a seven, they were six and a half point underdog. So there's that. The other thing is, I think Green Bay, I think that day there felt the block ball like was, was crazy. A, that, that individual play was the craziest play of the two games. You agree with that? The block punt, yeah. The block punt's the craziest play of the <laughs> of all the Kyle Shanahan era. Um, good. The the Tyree kill is the bad. But. Yeah, wasp. Um, I think that one of the other differences was today. It felt like there was a bigger gap between how good the Packers were and how good the 49ers were than there was in that other game, right? Yeah, like it just it felt like the Packers deserved to win this game. Yeah. Haters. Uh, AJK says, uh, Super Chat, give the Niners some slack. Packers offense have been on fire. Love was 21 touchdowns, one pick. Add two more tonight. Three red zone trips into six points. Defense made plays. I do. There is something to be said for like, hey, every game you watch, somebody's Ambry Thomas gets burned and somebody misses a tackle and somebody gets wide open, right? That's just, that is football. It's true. There's some truth to that. But the problem with Thomas right now is it feels like, if it's third and 15, you, all you should do is throw a goal ball to whoever he's covering, right? Well, I've said forever, like even back to the Richard Sherman days, like every team in the NFL, if you have Richard Sherman or Deion Sanders, Darrell Revis in their prime, usually the second corner and definitely the third corner leave you a lot to be desired. Like who are the corners for the Packers? Like were they, they weren't exactly rolling out Al Harris you know, in his prime. Like, what, what are we talking about? Like, that's that's part of football. And I agree with the commenter about ultimately the defense. It's not like they gave up 40 points and the Niners had to win 43 to 40, right? Tonight was really much more to me. Like, their defense, it it feels bad because of the expectation we have for them. But like I said, they, they created field goals instead of touchdowns. They got turnovers. Like, honestly, I think if you're Steve Wilkes, you fucking walk in feeling pretty good. <laughs> well, fuck, it wasn't Micro's fault. Like we made plays, big plays in the red zone, and obviously the two turnovers with Dre Greenlaw. I think it's the, I think the offense is a bigger issue now. The defense, the run defense, because you can control the clock and then limit the 49ers' possessions, and that's how it felt. Like what was that first drive by the Packers? Seven minutes. Like God, are the Niners going to have seven possessions in this game? And then all of a all of a sudden, Purdy has a bad first possession. You're like, well, fuck. I mean, what if he has? three or four bad possessions. I saw Kawakami row like Purdy's lost. And again, this is all relative to being the one seed and being a guy that almost won the MVP like this. It's not relative to like, Oh, second year guy, seventh round pick. This is relative to one seed, 12, 13 wins guy that was going to win the MVP before the Ravens game. Like the standard is pretty high. 
That's why when we're critical of Kyle, we're not comparing him to Joe Judge, right? Or Nick Sirianni. We're comparing him to like the elite of the elite. Like, is this guy going to win Super Bowls, let alone Super Bowl? Like, this guy is going to go down as one of the great coaches of all time. I'm arguing with people on Twitter about McCarthy and Harbaugh. Like, why doesn't Kyle get shit? Because he's fucking 44. Those guys are 60, and he this is his seventh playoff win. For example, John Harbaugh, 60 years old, been coaching since 08. Tonight was his 12th. Kyle has five less playoff wins. He's 16 years younger. Now, I'm not saying Kyle's going to have 30 playoff wins when he's 60, but, like, he's on a pretty good track. Like, we're holding him to really, really high standards. So, yeah, they get held to high standards. Now, like, I think we got to get the Packers their due. Like, they're good. They're hot. They, they have legitimate people. Like, this is how many times now have they met in Kyle's run? This is their third time, right? They met in 19. They met in 21. They met again. Like, they're a legit high-level group. Multiple quarterbacks now, like the 49ers met in multiple quarterbacks. Honestly, they have a lot in common. You would just bet on these two groups, LaFleur, Gudikins, Kyle, John Lynch. Like, they just know what the fuck they're doing. But I don't know. that. I think we had the expectations. Like, it's understandable in, a, in negative 10 degrees, the game's going to be weird. A little rain, 60 degrees, like, you, you shouldn't look that off. I, I think that's what's fair. I think most people that I know that are diehard 49er fans, obviously it's, I think are more shell-shocked they won, are sitting at home still like, I can't believe we just won that game. Not that, totally. Hell yeah, Super Bowl! Yeah, See you yeah. in Vegas! Your dick's out. <laughs> yeah, right. this is not, that's, you, you can't walk around all season, which you've earned, like you're the fucking Yankees or the Shaq and Kobe Lakers, and then have that and still walk around. Like, most people aren't feeling like that right now. Which I wasn't all game, and I felt I had some. You know, you know what the feeling is like? Did you see that I video? Had... The guy. Hmm? Did you see the video? Of the guy. I I only saw <laughs> in my feed. It's former ESPN anchor in highway crash. I'm like, well, this is like when they put on the. Thing I saw like, yes <laughs> on the Winnebago. Yeah. So the guy gets ejected from the. He had just unbuckled his seatbelt. He's riding shotgun. He's riding shotgun in the Winnebago. It's not funny. His wife, he unbuckles his seatbelt just to relax, looks over, notices his wife is asleep, and suddenly the Winnebago goes out of control. He gets ejected from the vehicle. Somehow is okay. Pops well, he, up and like... He was he was going back to take a piss, I think. Oh, is that what he was about to get up? Okay. He was so about he was to go standing? walk to the back to go to the bathroom. I, no, well, the reason he unbuckled is like he was about to go take a leak, takes off, because I clicked on it and watched the video, but then I read the article looks over, she's passed out, and they're headed toward the medium. He's ejected he he might have been in the bathroom because he flew out the back, didn't he? Oh, okay. He, he might have been the in the bathroom. He ends up, it's on the highway. Yeah, He's on the median, like, just chilling. That's, he's okay, so I don't know if you can laugh about it, but he's okay. He was fine. To me, like, that's kind of the way you probably feel tonight if you were into that game, which is, you know, car crash that you walked away from. That's obviously much more serious. Well, no, well, he he did you read his quotes? He thought he was gonna get hit by a car. We thought he was gonna die. He's like, I'm in the middle of the freeway, like I'm gonna get hit by a car going 60 miles an hour. Yeah. And when that, you go to bed after them up the 49ers, like you're you think you're you, like death crosses your mind, like at the ending of the season crosses your mind. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like you're so when you go to bed that night, you're probably you just you're not like just euphoric, hundred percent. You're you're happy, but you are fucking rattled. 
because you just experienced this near death experience. Obviously, that's a real life thing, and this is this is different. But I that's I think that's the feeling you're describing. Is because in your head, John, you lost for a while. Yeah, you're you're mad because you lost, and then you didn't lose because fucking sports are crazy. You just start thinking like, is it better to lose in the second round than have what happened last year when you feel like you're already no. so close to the Super Bowl? No. Do you ever look better. at Kyle the same? <laughs> this is one of those things you forget because I saw Bill Simmons like, no one can forget this next August. Because I was like, yeah, by next August, everyone will be like, Kyle's one of the best coaches in the league. The team will be one of the preseason favorites. Everyone will be talking themselves in. And you just forget what happens, right? Like it happened to Peyton Manning. It's happened to John Harbaugh and Lamar. You just lose these devastating game even the cowboys right by next season they'll they might be four and one You're like hey everything's okay you just kind of forget be like you should never forget this feeling that's why i kept telling myself you can never forget this feeling what i'm witnessing because this is unacceptable i love that you're telling yourself that well it's not like a fireable offense like i don't think like kyle's not getting fired yeah purdy's not getting benched but how do you how do you move on from this experience <laughs> I guess time. You, just, you, know, that's no, not, you don't have time. time. You just get ready for the next game. No, I, no, I meant like after a loss, you just oh. eventually OTAs come. It's like, well, I've oh, signed right, some right, guys right. in free agency. Look at our new draft pick, this pass rusher from was gonna, it Texas. Been a... And then just shit happens. You know? Yeah. Because that's uh, what would have happened. Super chat, Vicky. Kyle had lame play calling tonight. I just don't see this team beating the AFC if they get to the Super Bowl. Um. James said Packers were underrated. Would you rather have Trevor Lawrence game last year or Brock's game tonight? Brock's game tonight. <laughs> no doubt about that. Uh, is it just me, Ryan, Super Chat, or is it just me, or does love look like Mahomes? Same mannerisms and feminine walk. I haven't noticed the walk. I'll look, watch for Mahomes tomorrow. Something to watch for Mahomes tomorrow, for those of you listening to this, you can't hear. But Mahomes always does this when he's looking at the sideline for the play call. Or like when he's trying to get people to huddle up, he just does this. Like taps his it's, – it's a weird little tap he does with his hand. Watch him tomorrow. I'll, take the, I'll, take, I'll take the uh, Mahomes feminine walk on my team. <laughs> That's what he's got going on. You see the report Andy might retire by Florio? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd be you buy that? I'd be stunned at the big guy. Like, what's he going to do? Retire for what? Am- Amazon. Amazon's play, uh, Ambry's play reminded me of Kyle, says Ken. I would understand if he was sick, but do you notice these other guys that are older than him? Like, they don't really feel like Pete and Bill were like, yeah, I'm cool, I'm done. No one retires when you're making this type of money and successful. Uh, not having Debo hurt the game plan. Five spot from Christopher, thank you. First time. Oh, I mean, John, I, I, did we have we talked about this since <laughs> you joined the show? Is Debo out? That's my I, question. I, I don't know. I'm waiting, waiting to find out. How about this, John? If this stat now, this stat they showed said 0 and 30, five points or more, but I thought the stat was like 0 and 37, seven points or more, which it was seven, right? We kicked the field goal at the start of the fourth quarter. That's right. So it counted. <laughs> but nonetheless, I'm just saying, can you, this stat ended, that stat ended on Saturday night. Actually, it didn't end because now it's just one and 30. But pretty dramatic way to uh, end that. Uh, God, I, there's so many super chats here, which is awesome. But I'm, uh, 
how much of uh, the grip issues are related to the UCL injury? Grip strength maybe gets better with time. That's optim- That's optimistic. Was it last year in the uh, was it Seattle or Dallas? One of those two games had a little drizzle and it felt like he was struggling to grip the rain. Was it Dallas pre UCL injury? The, one of the two playoff games had a little rain. Do you remember? What, oh, you know, I think it was up? Dallas. Yeah, and remember he was had a little vibe the night. Yeah, pre UCL. Yeah, good call. Um, they lack the quality depth. I mean, you look up in like Sebastian Day and Logan Ryan and so. I mean, guy, the, the other team you're playing doesn't exactly. Reggie White ain't coming off the bench. That's I mean, true. this is football. This is the NFL. I. Uh, <laughs> this is not. You don't get to go fifty deep here. I mean, that's a fair. It's a fair question, but I, I think that's really nitpicking. Like, you know, our our fourth corner. Yeah, I mean, Ambry Thomas is the starting cornerback for a lot of teams. And right now he just now tonight's a tough. You could argue also tonight's a tough matchup, but that's kind of the NFL now. I mean, next week probably a tough matchup. If you got the Lions, I mean, they got Jameson Williams can fly. You know, St. Brown's good. They got wider. They got wide receivers. Jefferson's a good player. I mean, they just they're good. You play good teams with good wide receivers. They're going to throw it a lot. Those wide receivers. I felt early on. I'm like. Is he about to throw four hundred yards? <laughs> what what's up with the blown coverages? When well, does that happen to the Niners? Yeah, I mean, well, the cup one of them was a slip. Although I don't know if Gibson was getting over there on that touchdown anyway. Uh, Ward slipped. Who? Gibson. No, but I, oh, Mooney Ward slipped. Yeah, Mooney Ward slipped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Marcel with more experience, Green Bay would have won. Rookie mistakes. It doesn't feel like they're going anywhere. What's better, the the Jordan Willis who fung a punt block, middle call flip, Purdy. This game or the – oh, what's better? The Jordan Willis who fung a punt block game is better, right? Not even close. It's way better to win a game when you're an underdog and you're losing all game. If the Niners were a 10-point underdog and they had just won this, it would be a jubilation, Right. If the roles were reversed, if they were a 10-point underdog and they had just won this, you'd be like, what the f- – what did we just witness? That was that backer game. Aaron Rodgers, MVP, huge underdog. Jimmy Garoppolo's throwing baby's own picks. This is like, wait, we're a 10-point favorite. Shouldn't we be kicking their ass? Shouldn't we be kicking their ass? Down the entire game. And then it's 14-13. You're like, okay. Uh, Kevin no, says you guys are massive. The guy, they not only scored on this 14-13, they got the two-pointer and no one's even around them. I, I think when you're a favorite and you're up and then they score to take the lead and then whenever a team goes for two and you get a two-pointer, listen, you get a crazy contested two-pointer, you're like, hey, tip my hat. When the two-pointer is the guy's like falling down, but you look around, there's not a defender around him. Didn't Aaron Jones get that two-pointer in the flat? Yeah, it was nobody like, there. No, nobody was around there. Like, uh, does do we know what's going on, guys? <laughs> it's like, and then Greg showed it. Like Fred had to go a long way. It's like, well, shouldn't we change the defense up if that's the case? He's got to cover that guy. And he's got to go through. Is that a great play call? Is that a deficiency of the defense? Should they switch off the coverages? Like, I, I'm not pretending to be Belichick here, but just do the physics of this whole thing. How is this guy going to get over there when he's got to go through seven guys? 
that's advantage them. And I got to give hat tip to LaFleur. Like, and that's where it felt like, oh my God, they were, how, what's going to happen here? That's where it felt really bad. I, I thought the two pointer was like, this is going to be a problem. That, that feels like a nail in a coffin in the sense of like, we don't even have a chance at a two pointer. How are we going to get a big, you know, third down stop if we're down a field goal right at the end of the game? You start thinking like big picture stuff like that, which I, I still do feel makes me nervous with Wilkes against, you know, I know Ben Johnson has had 17 interviews in the last two days and he's got a football game to coach tomorrow. But if the Lions win, like he's a really good offensive coordinator. Yeah. And that's just like ultimately this comes down to, as we saw tonight, just a play here, a play there. Sometimes it feels like Steve and listen, Fred, you know, I, I can't put that on Fred. Like that's a position. Like he had some plays tonight where he gets caught on blocks. That's a play. Like he physically Ray Lewis in his primes, not getting over there. I did give you were, you weren't on yet, but I did give Steve credit that pressure. They ran before the, the third down before the missed field goal, the third and 10, where they brought both linebackers up and then bailed them. And then everyone was, everyone else broke through, broke through, give, give uh in the chess match of the game, Wilkes, I thought deserved some credit on that call. Well, in fairness to Steve, I want to defend him. I don't think he can do what he naturally wants to do because he's not allowed to blitz as much as he wants because Kyle will get pissed. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you're so you better you, you better be right when he does it. No, I know, but you have the, your yeah. defensive coordinator who feels a little bit like he has his hands ties, hands tied because he's afraid that if he does fuck up, he'll be called the idiot, and it's his fault. Where it might kind of be, but like he can't really do what he wants to do, right? It all gets back to in the middle of the season, like blitzing at the wrong time. Like he does want to blitz more. And in fairness, like you said, the pressures, but then you look like they're even when they get front four pressure, the guy's going four of six for 60 yards. Like, yeah, let's bring a little more pressure with our linebackers, but he's hesitant to do it. When in fairness, his linebackers are actually good blitzing linebackers, right? Because they're really athletic guys. Right. But if it doesn't work, it's really devastating. And, and now I think you're terrified with the corner play. Yeah. Um, you guys are Kevin says you guys are massively underrating Purdy. What Purdy just did and way overreacting to what Love just did. Look at the box score. He had two picks as well. He did. Oh, not as well. Brock didn't have two picks. He had two picks. But, but again, no, no one's acting like Jordan Love is like we're just talking about Purdy relative to the way he's been playing and the way he played was well, I think that, that I think that's a reaction to like saying Love was better than Brock today because a lot of it looked good, but then the bottom line was he did throw he threw two interceptions. Brock threw none. Brock led the game winning drive. Brock had six minutes to do it, right? Jordan Love didn't, but I wouldn't even co- I I've never I don't think we have since we've been talking really compared the two more about like Brock in a vacuum was pretty bad, right? Relative I thought you said to- Love was better today or looked better today. Well, I think he did look better yeah. throughout the game, right? I, I, and I don't disagree with that, like interceptions, and we've talked about this before. Brock's had good games where he throw picks are inexcusable in big games. But like Brock in a vacuum today for the for the aggregate was pretty terrible. I think we all agree there. Big drive, two big throws. But like throughout the game, like love most people, if you would have polled the 40 million people watching, like who's playing better, what, what's the polls? 98 yeah. to 2? Yeah. Not uh, even 90, 99.9 to 0.01. Uh,
Nick says, Kyle, say, here we go, John, the Jennings play. So if you're listening to this or watching this later, you already know the answer. Kyle said it was a mistake. He forgot to tell Purdy to take the Hezzy on the play. The Hezzy is for Debo. He only gave him wristband. How do you, here, here would be my question on that, John. That was the first play of the second quarter, was it not? Feels like it. So, you know, Debo gets hurt uh, mid-drive. There's a mistake. This is the first place. Like, the first – this is the first play of the second half. This is the first play of the second half. So, okay, we will will rescind the criticism for the bad play call and then re-add criticism for making that mistake in a big game. How about that? I saw someone write earlier in one of the chats that said, like, I love you guys how you react after the game. But it's, I understand it's hard for you to follow everything that the coaches are saying in their post-game press conferences, and they use that as an example. Complete bullshit. I, like, I'm sorry, Kyle. No one wants to hear an excuse on that play. Like, well, on the fucking wristband. It doesn't, give me, it just give me a break. The, yeah, well, it's a, if that's what happened, that's what happened. So I appreciate the explanation. It just, we just move the, we just, we just move the uh, uh, blame from the play call. To Shouldn't Jawan say in that in like the huddle like what are we this is crazy guys like what are we doing? <laughs> Obviously everyone wants their opportunity, but I would imagine Jawan Jennings is thinking like this is probably not a great idea. Take the hezzy off. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> Come on. Again, I, I'm not. That's clearly what he said because I saw a couple of other people bring it up. But I, I, I'm I'm with you. Kyle's not getting absolved from that situation. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? You know the play you're calling. Doesn't Kyle go immediately to the board? Hasn't that been all his thing? Like five or six or ten plays out of the half? Isn't that a famous Kyle? That's what I thought. Uh, Hezzy, Juwan Jennings. Uh, Rohan says early lines, Niners, seven if it's the Lions, ten and a half on the Bucks. All right. You could be really good at your job and have bad days, right? I mean, I, I think a lot of people thought of that about Andy Reid for 20 years. Had some rough days and big moments. It doesn't diminish that he's a really good coach, right? Because one thing you knew with him is he was the play caller. I think that's where I always give the benefit of the doubt to the guys impacting the game. That's why I have a lot of respect for LaFleur. That's why in a weird way over the conversation, like McCarthy's – Shitting down his leg in that game was really bad. But I do respect it. Like, he can call an offense, right? Like, Tomlin, Harbaugh, they're just so dependent on their coordinators. Like, fuck yeah, Mike McDonald, Todd Munkin. Like, they're not doing anything. Like, think how much more pressure it is as a coach to call half the game. You're watching D'Amico there just trying to call game uh, the game all for 60 minutes against Lamar Jackson. Harbaugh just gets to stand there. And just try to stay warm with some heat warmers and like give some raw raws at half and give some good high fives. Think about the pressure difference on every NFL head coach who's a play caller. It is dramatic. Like, of course, Pete Carroll was like, oh, Pete saw Pete Carroll losing his shit. Well, yeah, he's not doing anything. He's just standing there. I hope he notices. Fucking doesn't have to call the defense. Flores or Patricia's doing that. Like, you have a lot going on as a play caller. And if you're good at it and as a head coach, 
LaFleur, D'Amico, Kyle, all these guys, Andy, it's hard. I mean, it's it's really, really difficult. But you're allowed to have like Nolan Ryan and Greg Maddox and Tiger Woods, Roger Federer. Like they don't have their A game every single time that they lace it up. Like Kyle had, I don't know, a rough game for his standards. It doesn't mean he's bad. It doesn't mean I'd want to change him as a head coach. Today was a little glaring. Like my 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 thought process on Steve Wilkes, I, I don't view him like some elite guy. So I know I'm kind of holding on to my ass. I, I do hold Kyle to pretty high standard. You know, I, I talk about him like he's one of the greats at his role as a play caller slash head coach. I thought that it was just not great. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> Especially against someone. It, if I would have said, hey, He's going up against the number one defense in the league, so-and-so coordinator. Like, fuck, you just find a way to win, tip your hat, it's playoffs, it's a notch in your belt. It's not how it really felt, right? It's like, is Joe Barry going to be their defensive coordinator in three days? There's a decent chance he might not be. I think most Packer fans, once they take a breath, still want him gone. So that that's where I think the criticism and people question shit is like, this guy's supposed to be our greatest asset, even greater than the quarterback. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, Kyle makes what? What do you think, Kyle? $15 million? Quarterback makes under Kyle makes 15x Brock Purdy. And the 49ers tomorrow, you pull John Lynch, Jed York, and honestly, most of the fans, you had to get rid of one. What percent would choose get rid of Kyle over Brock Purdy? Feels like Kyle would be kept. By 99.9% of people. So he's held at the standard of like, in a weird way, Mahomes, Brady, or whatever, because he's that of this team. Right? And that's what it thought throughout the game, that it felt very weird. Like, you know, it is crazy as the way to describe this, and this might be a little reflection of Brock, is like he kind of is their Tom Brady. Right? He's, he's their guy. Well... Look, Brock has not played a lot of games. Kyle Shanahan has coached a lot of games, right? Like Kyle Shanahan has coached so many games that I know that Kyle Shanahan is mostly way better than he was in this game. We'll see with Brock. You know, three, four years got to play out. I know people hate hearing that sometimes with Purdy, but that's just the reality of QB play. You, you, you mostly don't know after two years of a guy's career if he's going to be great or not. You generally know if he's not going to be good but you don't know for sure he's guys, you know, if you, if we said after two years, is this player going to be great? You would miss a lot on yes. Yeah. Right. So we'll see, but you know, for the Niners, so much of this gets judged on what comes next now. Right. Did they just get there? Somebody saved their life on a heart attack and they bounce back and, you know, make the most of their second lease on life. Go on to be Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Yeah, if they lose next week or if they go to the Super Bowl and lose, then we go, all right, all that, you know, depending on how it looks, I don't know how it's going to look, but maybe a lot of stuff that happened in that Packer game is the same stuff that comes up in the Super Bowl, and they got problems. Maybe they win the championship and you go, boy, every team that ever wins a championship needs some luck and needs to win a game without their best and doesn't get to just roll right through the playoffs, right? We don't know yet which one this is. We don't know yet. And that's where you got to go, you know what, though? With their C game rolling, they found a way to win the game. They found a way. Uh, 
Can they play that game against Detroit next week? Maybe not. Can they play? I'm that not game trying against- to be negative. This no, was no, no, I, I know you're not. Uh, I'm just pointing out that like all of they this were stuff a ten we're point about, favorite. All of this, not all of this stuff, but some of the stuff we're talking about only holds up from now until next week. Yeah, and then what Sunday, happens next week? Day, either makes this stuff bigger if they lose the game, or makes it smaller if they win the game. And if they win the Super Bowl or not, and Brock Purdy comes back at quarterback. There's going to be another day where we're looking at the Niners and it's a Friday. We're like, oh, shit, there's rain in the forecast. And then what's he going to do? I don't know. We don't know yet. But a lot of us will be going, you and I will be going, well, I know what it looks like in the rain. I don't I don't know. Niners aren't going to cover today. Well, and he'll, they'll have to find a way to be better. But my, my guy, Stucky, on the Action Network on Thursday looked and they were, they would still be at the time. This was before this these two games. They would still have been favored over the Ravens in the Super Bowl, right? They were six and a half. It was six or six and a half in that regular season Christmas Day, and it was closer to like two, one and a half. But they they would have been the favorite in the Super Bowl. I wonder if you know after it feels the day, like it'd be that, different right now. Yeah, pick them. Ravens if, favored by one. If these were the conference championship games, what would the line? And it was Ravens Niners about to play in the Super Bowl. I'd Ravens say these, minus two and a half. What's Debo status like out for the game? Yeah, that's true. I was gonna say three and a half, but yeah, maybe the underdog because you get yeah. Even if they were favored by, you know, if it was like Ravens plus one to start, it feels like a lot of people would put money on them immediately. And he was also saying the one thing that changes lines in Super Bowl because so many people bet is the public can sway a little bit. So like, oh, if the Ravens open is like plus two and a half, the public can sway that to like a pick them. Just because it's the they most set the line differently and, in the Super Bowl because of that? No, I don't mm-hmm. think they do to start with, and then they kind of, you know, it, it's just so much money's coming in. You can't really. It's just a. It's like a dam breaking. There's nothing you can do to stop the flow. You you set the line like you normally do, and then people change. But also, like it's gambling. Like people get fucked no matter what, right? Who knows? Yep. Uh, I, I, I know this. If the Ravens were playing the Niners, I would not feel comfortable. Because I had the thought, like, would I put like ten grand on the Niners if it was like a coin flip game? I would not feel comfortable doing that after what I witnessed tonight. What if it's Bucks Ravens? Would you put ten on the Ravens? Uh, I, yeah, I would feel more. But I'm just saying, I'm saying the Niners. Yeah, the yeah, Niners no, in a situation, I have less faith in them in a Super Bowl winner take all against the Ravens specifically. I lost faith tonight of just putting a large amount of money because that had crossed my mind. Like, I think that'd be pretty cool. You know, it'd be yeah. one of those moments you'd remember. And then tonight happened. That was the other thing crossing my mind during the game. Like, I cannot bet on this team in the Super Bowl. Not saying they can't win it, and they might. I don't think I would be able to put a lot of my money toward them. Well, and I'd already started budgeting a couple wins, you know, if I had some money, like in a little hopper. One thing we can say definitively about Kyle in his best years and his worst years and all the years in between is it is for an elite coach. And you could say it's about Andy. Andy got his championship. Andy like has elevated, you know, to elite status, but it was, it's a, it's still a roller coaster. It's, it's football. a roller coaster. It's football. Saban, Saban lost a lot of crazy games, right? Yeah. J- yeah. Jim and John Harbaugh have lost crazy games. It's, is this why the sport is probably the most intriguing just because of the craziness and the, the one game aspect. One game. Yeah, it's one game. 
A uh, few more super chats here because the longer we go, they keep piling up. Cornelio says, "Can you say Brock Purdy came back? What else can you say? You know what? You go win a Super Bowl, then it's maybe it's just the Brock Purdy comeback game. It's his first, you know, not his first comeback, but do you think it would rust at all? Was, was that rust? Were they out of like any I, of that? Well, like Packers had a lot Ravens, of their first half, they rested everybody. They were pretty off. Yeah." Texans had Texans look like well Texans Texans didn't look like the Packers looked early but they looked they were they were into that game like they had a the Ravens looked more off than the Texans looked awesome yeah yeah Tim A says the defensive line not getting home against QBs is killing this defense too much talent there to underperform you forget about Randy Gregory you, you know until he got that penalty um hit us with with two super chats there so uh. Anything else to add? Do we have more juice? Do you get yet? I think we hit a lot here. Yeah, man. That's, what a night. It's crazy when you're prepared for a loss and you get a win. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a rush, man. There's nothing quite like live sports. I mean, I'll, I'll go watch some uh, of Super Pumped tonight. Uh, the Uber show. It's not the same as live sports. I, I am glad. I wasn't really that comfortable betting on the 49ers this week. It felt a little too easy. I, I actually felt the Ravens. As the week went on, I got I was like, God, people are very every, like it's extreme, I thought, as the week went on. Well, I was confident too. I had someone on the 49ers scouting staff text me, like, are you nervous? Like, I didn't have money on this game besides McCaffrey getting over hundred yards. I'm like, no, I'm not nervous. I, I honestly just felt like Pretty comfortable the Niners was going to win, you know. To me, the the Ravens game, it's like this Texans team. They're young. They have injuries. They're going to get overwhelmed. Like we've seen this Ravens team physically overwhelmed. I had respect for the Packers, thinking they could score. I just you you, ne- you never. I think this thing with this 49er Purdy version expect expect them not to be rolling on offense, and when they're not rolling on offense, it feels really weird, really fast. Well, there's that's no media. That's what throws you off. Yeah, there's not like like the Packers tonight. They weren't like humming like they were against the Packers, but they were fine. So if you're a Packer fan, you're like, okay, we're good. With you, the Niners, are like, who is this? What is going on? But that's how it is. It's they are feast or famine. Like they either look like the greatest show on turf, or uh, you know, struggle to get twenty three points. It's a knockoff version. It's crazy. And then here's the other thing. When Kyle's offense, when somebody else makes it look good, it looks just like the Niners. Like when fucking the Packers are doing their Shanahan open game opening drive against Dallas and then against the Niners today. Like that two weeks in a row, the Packers have had a Niners drive to open the game. Like, yep, that's the Niners. There it is. There's Kyle Shanahan's team. Do you hold that uh, block field goal? Is that on Moody, the unit? I thought it was. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm not kicker guy. I thought it was on him. Like that ball came out, I thought low and was headed left. Because the, the guy that blocked it didn't break through. He just jumped. No, the guy that blocked it felt like he was a couple gaps right of the center. So is that field goal going in? I didn't think it was. Is it better to have it blocked than missed by 15 feet to the left? Yes. Yeah, it probably is. Like, do you think the kicker knows from the moment it hits his foot just in that millisecond where it gets to the line, whether it's going in or not. Like, you know, it feels good, but that doesn't always equal make, right? And sometimes it doesn't feel great and you do make it. Like, That's a good question. I I don't know. 
kickers well enough. Like I bet you could get most pro golfers. Like that was a really bad shot. I got lucky, or that was a really bad shot. I deserved to go out of bounds or in the in the water. Yeah. Can most kickers say like I caught it good or not? But like if they were doing the equivalent into a simulator that was going in or not, like a golfer could go, that's a good shot or not. I don't know. I'd have to. That's a that's a very nerdy. I mean, Kyle wouldn't know. He hates kickers and punters, right? He hates special teams. Hates them. Hates them. Got to give. It's Moody's why Hightower. I actually feel bad now. Nailed it. PAT was good. Also, the the more and more I think big about PAT at the end of the game. What I gave shit to Hightower. It is a fundamental ethos of Kyle Shanahan. Like special teams, just not his baby. It's just like that. That. Because we would have ripped that kick return. Not his baby. I, it is his baby, and he dropped it off at somebody else's doorstep. Yeah, I, I just think how little he did. It's his job for it to be it. his baby. Because I think ideally it, he just wants a good kicker, a good punter, and just like make some tackles and let's just get around yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Then why don't they ever kick it out of the why don't they kick it out? Oh, Moody did kick it out of the end zone at the end of the game. Moody had a cl- John. It's the first time Moody has missed a kick. Wait, is it the first time? I well, think the, first time the, Moody's the punt missed- that got him at the 10 yard line was good too. Like they're especially those two guys. First time he's missed a kick in a game and not missed another kick in that game. Because he missed two in the Rams game. He missed two in the Browns game. First time Moody has missed. And in the preseason game, the first one, remember, he missed twice. So, it's the, But I think he might have missed in another preseason game just once. But anyway, it's the first time he's not missed. And someone just made the point. It's a good point. It's the first time he hasn't missed, like, in bunches. He just missed the one time. But that's my point. Like, is a miss when a block doesn't feel quite like a like a hook or a push? Right. It feels well, a little it, better. It doesn't always, but that one to me felt the same because I think it was coming out low into the left. But I, I again, I, it's so hard to know there. Sometimes the ball starts left and comes back. I, so I, I do think it felt less deflating to the fan that had questionable faith in the guy. We're like, oh, I got blocked. That if he had seen him hook it 15 feet to the left. I wondered in his dome, was is that is it better for him to have it blocked? Uh, John, the extra point, it's 23 21 when he lines up for that extra point. It's a big ass extra point, and he drilled it. So. Yeah. Okay. What a night! All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging. We'll talk to you all later. Happy Saturday night, deuces. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy eighty percent lean ground beef for three forty nine a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for seventy seven cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.